budget. No dinero in the bank, you're on a budget. No more gas in the tank, but you're gifted. With much to give and so little to live on. Pop Rock Christmas, tell me where you've been. Like a junkie in the alley, like a bad girlfriend. I haven't seen you around, it's been almost a year. Pop Rock Christmas, come spread your cheer. Do we even do one before Defcon? What? Do we even do an episode before Defcon? What's Defcon? <laughs> right. A black hat or Vegas? But Vegas. Do we do an episode before Vegas? Vegas. Uh, I think we pretended to. Yeah. No. We've done like two this year? Maybe three. Three? It'd be awesome though if we went podcast the year again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's we're gonna we have a couple petitions that we're starting. <sighs> one. Um that uh Obviously, anyone who's on the podcast should be on the ISC Squared board. All, everyone. Like, we'll just see if we can replace all of it. Actually, if you get enough people on the board, then you can vote to expand the board and get more and more people. Yeah. Yes. I see. It's like is, the next board meeting, all 750 us. people there. Because Jericho reads all the small print that we were just like, yeah, Right. Whatever. We're like, uh, accept. <laughs> Like, but uh, but you said that we could take your mother and rape her. But well, fucking uh, no, I did. It was in the Eula. Damn the Eula! Fuck? Damn it! See, gets you every time. Oh, it gets me. The Eula gets me. What, what's that beepy noise? Well, I know it has been like at least four or five or six months since we recorded. It feels like it anyway. It's it been an extremely long time. So, so it makes you feel better. I uh, promised all your listeners that we would do a 24-hour marathon podcast. Yeah. So this is it. Just don't this look is, at your watches. Start, we're just starting now. Well, we've been talking down here for already uh, <clears throat> 22 and a half. So. And by the time... Uh, PJ just forgot to press record. No, by the time PJ Dick. mixes in some music, <laughs> it'll be 24 hours. That's true. Right. DJ. DJ, DJ, DJ PJ. PJ. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's okay. Don't do that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. From now on, anyone who sees PJ must call him DJ, DJ PJ. <laughs> so I have to admit, I actually found an anonymous thing that I agreed with. They oh, started yeah. attacking that Westboro, oh, Westboro yeah. Baptist Church. Yeah. Fuck those people. Those guys are. The, I think there's actually a petition online to make them uh, a organization of hate instead well, of a church. Yeah, they want to yank the church status. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the good one. So Westboro showed up to uh, picket. <clears throat> you know who showed up to picket Westboro? Mm. The KKK. Yeah. What does that tell you about wow. your group when the KKK shows up Going to picket to you? I love it. I love that the Hell's Angels were guarding the front gates of uh, of the funeral in Connecticut. There was also yeah. lines of firefighters awesome. and other yeah. orgs. Yeah, so that uh, they could shield them. Yeah. Very cool. Fuck those miserable cunts. <laughs> those fucking people. Seriously, like, do they have a hotline or something <sighs> we could call and just 
wreck them out. Let's Even see. better. Hey, PJ. They've got their own law firm. And that's one of the of course they do. Well, that's one of the things that Anonymous uh, pointed out is that don't call them. Just keep calling their law firm. I'm like, nice. oh, let's call their website's actually godhatesfags.com. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. They're out of Kansas. That explains a lot. Yeah. Shock and awe, huh? K- out of Kansas. I love it. I love how much people hate. Like, I have a lot of surface hate, but I don't actually hate anything. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. easy going. It, it involves way too much energy. You have it to, does. It, you have to spend a lot of energy to hate shit. I know, and I just don't get why people people get really worked up about everything. And it's funny how, like, it applies to our profession constantly, right? Because everybody's constantly fucking freaked out and worked up about something. And all the energy they expend on that, they could have done, like, productive shit with and just forget because they're all fucking freaked out about something else. They're like, oh, God, somebody's attacking this. Who cares? Like, I posted a reply to Full Disclosure the other day, basically tearing into someone that said, oh, a remote code execution, and you couldn't get it. And someone else replied to me and it's like wow man even when you're really mad at someone you come off you know kind of professional and i was like i wasn't mad you know it was two in the morning i'm buzzed (laughs) and drinking all (laughs) night i'm I'm chatting with karsten and if you read our log about how sick and perverse it is and how much we were laughing while we were figuring out the the, well the lack of exploit it's like there, there was no anger it was just pure fun and amusement I love it. I, I, I don't know. I think this year has taught me that uh, I'm, I'm completely sick of security. I love hearing that from long-term InfoSec people. I'm fucking so sick of it. And it's not, it's not that I'm sick of the thing that I'm passionate about. You're sick like of the, the industry, <laughs> the plague that we call the industry. Yeah. yeah. You're sick of basically. It's like Boulder. What I hate RSA. the people in Boulder, but the city's gorgeous. <laughs> but the people suck. suck. Like, I wish I could fucking lead a genocide to wash the town of to the fucking Trustafarian assholes who fucking live there and burn their houses down and, like, take the ones that I want. But no, that's fucking illegal. You know, God. You know, genocide. Yeah. At least you can carry guns on the campus, though, so fuck them. That's true, <laughs> but you can't smoke pot. I think it's fucking hilarious. You can't hilarious. smoke pot, but can't you, smoke now pot. you can conceal carry in class, unless yeah. they have a fucking sign posted out of the classroom. Yep, and they actually have an entire dorm room set up yeah, for the but, people that have. But, but no one, or not no dorm one, room, but dorm building set up for people that have. But, that but no carry. one requested to live there yet. Nope. And I don't think that that's because of the gun shit. I think it's because people it would suck to them. be the one person in a fucking dorm room by yourself in like a whole building. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to have your entire an entire building to yourself as your dorm room. It, well, I mean, learn a little lockpicking, open every fucking door. You can, new room you can, every night. Yeah. You have a new room like, every night. This is you why like, creeps like him don't fucking go to college because <laughs> they would just stay and fucking creep around and do weird shit. <laughs> this is where if someone looks, we find out that uh, Ryan's actually enrolled at seven colleges still. <laughs> yeah. Right. He just yeah. goes dorm to dorm. Nine, nine degrees. Well, but they're all in real weird, esoteric shit. Like, well, no, you know. no. They're also in the main cities because that way when he travels, it's like, why well, pay for a hotel? I'm just going to go crash Fuck in my yeah. dorm room. Yeah. Kind of like that idea, the little magic marker tool that one of the guys made that pops open the doors at the holiday yeah. What is Omni Omni locks. But yeah. they, Onity. Onity. That's yeah. what it is. Um, but in particular, holiday ends. And I guess, yeah, that was, you could just use one of those and just stay wherever the fuck you want. I, you know. There's holiday ends everywhere. I think that we should just look up 
crashing laws and squatting laws, mm -hmm. and then we use those things just to get beyond the lock. Okay. And then we can have fairly legitimate ways to stay in a place so that when they're like, uh, sir, this isn't your room, I'll be like, well, well technically, I've been in this room for two laws. days. So <laughs> Actually, the squatting laws are in your favor. There yeah. was a yeah. thing, uh, I guess last month, family leaves their house for two months for the guys going to work or something, you know. They come back, and there's a family living in their house. And it took them nine months to evict Shit. the squatters what? legally out of their house. I'd burn my wow. fucking house down. I'd yeah. be like, you know what? It's mine. You almost Bloop. did anyway, and you didn't even have anybody <laughs> squatting your house. Well, yeah, fucking house you so squatting, rich. but not really squatting. No, he was just making the place dirty for me. <laughs> Filthy fuck. Wrong kind of dirty, too. Um, yeah, not a good dirty. God, you know it. Big old black man. No, not a good dirty. <laughs> Squatting has a uh, couple dirty. Memes. prison dirty. <laughs> yeah, gasoline and fisting dirty. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Jericho's <laughs> with us. Speaking of that, speaking of fisting, fisting and vaseline. Um, <clears throat> why are you? What are you doing? What are you here? Why are you here? I, I was. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. He was promised cookies. I, I was promised things. Is Ryan? Was he talking about the big black man thing again? <laughs> Yeah, so I told him. I told him that I knew where their big black guy was at your house, and he could go use them all he wanted. Oh man! Actually, by showing up here, I'm just getting a key to your place. So when you're out of town traveling, like you do, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I've got the second place. I've got picks in my grill. If you could, I mean, like, yeah, it I have a rule that if you can pick that lock, which is easy, you can go in and do whatever. Just don't take my shit. Just oh no, use my stuff. Just make sure you use I'll a just... steam shower. Oh, yeah, that's a given. Steam shower definitely. It is. But I do have a webcam up on the other side of it now. Oh, in the, I know. In the bedroom yeah. side? It, it's a wireless one, I know. Yeah, I got one of those, like, good 180 lenses, mm -hmm. so I can hit the entirety of the bedroom and, the and pan tilt zoom. Nice. Is, and if you go to his network share on the Z drive, yeah. you'll get the video from it. Yeah, that's true. His past, um, shall we say, performances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like to call them shows. My yep. last show. <sighs> Dif different kind of show, but yes. Well, I mean, it's a, you know, five more dollars and I'll bring you to a gold show and you can be private. You know, it's, <laughs> I cam whore, whatever, dude. You're five. Deal with Damn, it. you're cheap. Well, five more. Like, I usually get, a, you know, like $60, $70. It, it pays for the fucking lie that I put on the hooker. when I Better money, it. less bullshit than security. God. There's so many professions like that, but I can't find one that I'm not, like, terrified to go into. You know? I mean, like. I think the headphone market is pretty much exactly the same as security, um, and so is everything else. But when you get high enough up in the the industry, yeah, yeah, you can just do whatever. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> like, it sucks that people get so misled. Oh, speaking of that, so I'm on this gig, and hi, person I know that <clears throat> you listen. listen. So yes, um, I'm on this gig, and it just fucking kills me when. I come into an assessment and see what's also going on around socks. That has to be the fucking stupidest process I've ever heard of, ever. Like, it is insanely ridiculous. Like, fucking KPMG and Deloitte and all those guys, like, I'm looking at their, you know, IT general controls, and there's, like, five, and they're like, you must protect all systems. Fuck does that mean? You know, mm -hmm. like, what do you do? I don't know. I have a guardian. 
what? Yeah, I have a fucking gnome who stands in front of the fucking server room door with beard. And he protects everything. We don't have antivirus, but that dude fucking. No, no, no. Gun. You know, we've got uh, George, 87 year old retiree with a six shooter down in the lobby. Yeah. He protects the servers too. And he handles business. Yes. Uh, He's trained to draw. How can how can people even pretend that that has like anything to do with securing stuff? Same reason that they think PCI has anything to do with security. You huh. know, SOX is kind of the opposite. PCI is all about, well, what's in scope? Let's see how few oh, machines God. we can declare are in SOX scope. SOX is the same way. Well, SOX <laughs> is just like, hey, protect the no, org. It's, no, it's not. It's protect financial reporting in the smallest, most fucking minuscule way you possibly can and remove everything else you possibly can in the system to be like, oh, well, that technically makes us money, but it's not part of financial reporting, therefore that's not in scope. And then they do all their... The bulk of it's fucking change control. And then they try and materialize the fact that, oh, yeah, change control is going to keep you secure because if something changes on the system, like a hacker hacks a system, there will be a change. And then you'll see that a change happened without a change control ticket, and bam, you win. You find the hacker. Everything's good. Like, do any of those people, like, do they really believe that? I mean, I worked at KPMG, right? Like, and they believed it, like, wholeheartedly, like, believed that they were doing something. Their idea of what a hacker is capable huh. of doing and how the hacking process works is kind of this throwback to... It's like war games. Eighty three. It's like fucking war games. Yeah, I was exactly. gonna say it's like how IT people think of sex because they just don't know how all that thing works. But they're like, I I'm a porno guy. I just fucking. I saw I've seen I saw a John Holmes movie once in the seventies. Yeah, I do it all the time. I I got a steam shower at my house. I just bang people. Oh, forget that's you. Um, no, no, no. But yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, PCI. Yeah, well, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> no, I want to know. Like, I don't know. Like, we use. We end up using, like, the modified kind of ISO, right, mm -hmm. when we do assessments for people because it's a decent base to say, here's a shitload of things that you should be doing and generalized 11 categories, and there's a lot of room for error in that. But at least it breaks it out enough so that you could track what's going on. And it's not data-centric, right? Like, PCI is all about cardholder shit. SOX is all about reporting shit, you know. HIPAA is all about healthcare, EPHI, and shit like that. At least with the ISO, you can be like, all right, everything. And then they go, oh, that's too much. So they try and do the D-scope thing because they think that that's how the audit process should work. Like, I want to do it all. And then they're like, yeah, we want to do it all too, but we're not going to. So try these two things. So we're just going to say we do it all. Right. At our RSA booth. Oh, my God. We do everything. We fix all your problems. It's true. That's why I'm not going to RSA this year. I can't what's, handle so another year of that the, fucking what's bullshit. The, what's, what's RSA going to be this year? You're, you're like into what's happening. so like To a degree, uh, but here's the thing. I have never been to RSA, and I refuse to go. Even if it's a paid trip, okay. I will not go to RSA because I see that as just kind of the, the mecca of suck in our industry. You get all the big names uh, that have all these pretty booths, mm -hmm. and it's almost like the, the comdex of InfoSec. Dude, the NSA had booth babes. Yeah. I mean, that alone that tells funny. you something that about awesome. Comdex. We pissed them off. I'm sorry, RSA. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, I don't know. It's like it's the world's largest single-user gangbang. 
Like, everybody's jerking themselves off. Right. Like, no one, they don't even look each other in the eye. They just all sit there and furiously masturbate about how awesome their awesome is. Mm -hmm. And I think this year. It's so hot. I think this year they're up to about 27% of the talks are keynotes. That's amazing. Yeah. They've got more keynotes than anyone. It's like, you read something in an article, it's like, oh, Chris is going to keynote RSA. And it's like, hey, that's really cool. And then Ryan's going to keynote and then you read 80 other names and they're, they're all like, keynotes. And PJ is going to keynote. They're like, yeah. who? Uh, DJ PJ? DJ PJ. DJ PJ is going to keynote? Holy yeah, I got to go to RSA. I'm, I'll go if he goes. Are you going? I can't afford it. You can't afford Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. You're unemployed. You're white under the Obama administration. Yes. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Whoa. Went there. Somebody <laughs> said that? The fuck is going on here? Crank collar. What, what did I get drugged into? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I love it. He's sitting there. He's like, the black people are going to beat me up. Next, I was like, next no, thing dude, you know, they're my friends. Next thing you know, there's going to be like a special tax people. To, uh, on all podcasts. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know what's going to happen? They're going to fucking DMCA and like an RAS and be like, oh, the music that you're using was pirated. I'll be like, yep. yep. Sure was. Didn't make any money off of that either. Yeah. Like, but we got this awesome glass trophy. You fuck, you can have it. Sure. Bend over. <laughs> no lube. Oh, Chris and I'll spit on it for you. I'll Maybe. cry. I'll, I'll spit. And you'll bleed. I'll spit. I'll, I'll bleed. You'll bleed. I'll bleed for it. I thought they were gonna bleed. The person that we were putting it in. They're gonna bleed more. So you gotta tip it first. Tip it. Right. Rip it. Rip it, and then put it in. Well, the tip would be for the spit. The tip. And then you, then you can get some. Don't you spit on it? You and spit then on the put tip. It in, you spit, spit on, on the tip, tip, and then put it in. So and then you bam. twist. Then twist. And, and pop. Twist, that twisting motion will pop get the and blood. lock. Do you lock it or do you pop it or do you do both? You lock and pop, but first you twist. Twist to get the blood flow. And then you lock it and tearing. And pop it out, <laughs> and then the blood guy, the blood geyser, and then you, mm-hmm. you fucking. And then you got all the lube you fucking need. You can yeah. jam that thing in all the way to the base. Yep. I don't know about right you. To the base. <laughs> I don't know about you, but the next time Ryan offers a drink and says, "Hey, do you want a little lemon twist?" I'm just gonna walk away. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, "I want it all the way to the base." <laughs> he just ruined want... the word twist. Yeah, and base. I love it. What are you doing? Oh no, I'm just patting him on the butt. Look at. <sighs> Where'd that thing go? Mm. No idea. <laughs> don't know. It's a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one man, one cup. Oh God! How amazing you are when you pick glass out of your asshole uh, uh, without making any noise. You guys really want an award off this? Yeah, I want to see it. Come on! But see how aw- it's, now. It's check it's this out. My house. Check this out. Sure. We, he's got the iPad. We won an award. Okay, that's impressive. From RSA for talking shit on RSA Be- and, and and like. The episode before that, all we did was talk shit the entire... I mean, I don't think of an episode where we didn't just talk shit, but they they actually said during it, Shimmy said that they were going to have to change how the voting process worked because they firmly believed that we had some magical power and we hacked the voting process because we beat everyone by, like, 50 times what the other one was, and... I, we were just like, no, I just think that everyone else doesn't want to listen to something where you just babble about, like, and this tool's out, so you click this, and then you get things. And, Up, then... and hold on for a break from our commercials. Ooh. <laughs> uh, this Every is sponsored three to you minutes. by Bach Trombones. <laughs> Bach. It's where your lips go. For when you yeah. really need to blow. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Yeah, and and so I think that just speaks volumes to how progressive RSA really is. (laughs) 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 Almost, almost pulled that off. No, that was that was that was was going to end badly. So close. Uh huh. So, um, what do you do for a living? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, aside from like harassing people on the internet, harass people and troll people on the internet. Like, how do you get paid for that? I would like to move into your job. You do the the, all the plagiarism stuff too, right? Yeah, but But I just want to know how you get paid. Okay, so everything everything on attrition is free. There's no money there. Everything I do for OSF currently, uh, which is OSVDB and data loss and all that. Uh, don't get paid on that either. But I have a day job, and I do stuff for a company. Got it. And that company is awesome. They... They're not the sponsor of this podcast. No. And I'm not going to even say their name just because... Well, yeah. I keep... Uh, yeah, I live two lives. I, I live my day job, and I live the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I, I've you got know, a job. So, that's an awesome topic that I think people don't talk about enough. Like... I don't know many people in security who don't have to live two lives, and that's kind of weird. Yeah, especially when you consider most people, they have a job, they work 40 hours, they bitch about it, and then they go home, and they go home without their job. Where almost everyone in security, they go home. They take their job home. Yeah, the job goes with them. Or, or they work from home in the first place and don't right. ever get away from it. And, yeah, they're constantly attached to their phones, their iPads, their whatever. Yeah, they have dinner with the family, and then after that, what do they do? Oh, maybe they watch football, but you know they got a laptop right there. They're still following something. They're still, still reading. Smartphone, reading email. Right, exactly. So, do you think uh, that's why people have to create the second them? Is because you can't, you personally can't even get away from your job. Like, there's, there's so, we're so unable to get away from our jobs that we have to create like a second person in order to kind of transition to that and be like, oh, I am going out person who is not going to fuck with this technology thing right, right now. Probably. I mean, but that's really changed. So back in the day, think early 90s, you know, the hackers created their second persona as a method of protection from bad things happening to them. Mm -hmm. And then they became professionals and they're like, well, hey, I still want to keep this identity for various reasons. So that would be popular and cool. Well, no, I mean, but back then it was a necessity and then it just kind of became baggage that you carried into the day job. These days, most of the people coming in the industry aren't starting out as hackers, so why do they do it? That's the more interesting question. Because it's hip. Probably. It's, fucking, it's sweet to be able to rename yourself like Blazo, you know, and you fucking sound all cool, and you sit in your fucking underwear on your bed like Tom Cruise. And, and you talk shit on IRC like, yeah. like a pro. Yeah, and you don't even type. You just fucking use Dragon Naturally Speaking because you're a fucking boss. <laughs> 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 he wears it. You didn't buy it. You wears no, it. No, you wears it because you're fucking hero style. You're like, yeah, bitch. I crack this code, like, yo. What's up? You're like, I like to do my buffer overflows in A's by voice. You're like, a a a a a a. This <laughs> motherfucker's going down. Watch this. A a a a. God, that reminds me. <laughs> Who was the back in the day, early '90s? There was someone on IRC who was blind, and he had a speech conversion, oh. and they fucked with him by doing these long strings, and it was. AIA or AE or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what Chris reminded me of. God, who was that? He was one of the was it one of the Pound Rock guys? He was on Pound Hack all the time. Yeah. It was like I don't know. Three AM I'll wake up in a cold sweat 
shouting that name. God oh. damn it, I didn't remember it. Oh, oh. I failed at the podcast. Hefe probably might, still remembers it. I might even it. hear it at my house. Oh, yeah, Hefe's probably like texting me right now. He probably still, he probably still <laughs> has the guy's info. I do. Hefe's probably asking him for money right now. <laughs> Actually, I, I do I do still have the guy's info. I just got to find it. Yeah. Oh, I always love Shadow. Hey, Shadow, what's Frog's social security number again? <laughs> 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 like 10, 15 years later, he still remembers the kid's fucking social phone number and address. That's but hilarious. he probably has to go look up his own. Oh, yeah, probably so. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, what are you working on? Uh, actually, as many people probably saw, I took a break from Arata. I know. Um, that's, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a dark place when all you do is piss all over people that uh, rightfully deserve it usually. Um, I like to use the term force them to the ground and pee in their butt, but yeah. Okay, so virtually speaking that, and yeah, it, it puts you in a dark place. I start to drink more. I start to be more belligerent. Uh, and more? It, yeah, more. Wow. Um, so yeah, <laughs> It puts, it puts me in a place I shouldn't be for too long at one time. And so, yeah, I take these breaks month, two at a time, and that's what I'm in the middle of. Yep. So now I'm spending basically 16 hours a day uh, when I'm not working the day job working on OSVDB um, because we're we're taking it in a new direction. You know, the database is still there. It's so pretty, can you talk about any of that? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, the database is there. It's still free for everyone via the web. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we don't have the exports anymore. The free API is limited, um, but that's because we had these commercial companies, <clears throat> Symantec, that would continually rip us off. Uh, and if it wasn't OSVDB, uh, companies, Symantec, were ripping off data loss. They were using all of our stuff, and they weren't licensing the data. And um, so, yeah, we had to really kind of restrict it. And then we said, well, wait a minute. We're funding all this data import. We have superior data set, yeah. and we can't afford to do this anymore. And we had two choices. Shut all of it down. Mm-hmm. No one in the industry, industry gets it anymore. Or we can look for some kind of revenue. So, yeah, we partnered with a company called Risk-Based Security, and they are now funding all of our data import. Nice. We've had two full-time guys on OSVDB, uh, me, unpaid, but kind of you know managing the direction of it. We have, I think, two people on data loss. We just uh, hired uh, Banshee to do SetCore, which is – you know, the uh, site that tracks all the security conferences. Yeah. Because what better fit, you know? Yeah, She's awesome at that. She knows everything about these cons. She knows how to run them. Um, So, yeah, we just hired her on, and we're looking at another guy who is real big into tracking data loss from the uh, aspect of Pastebin and all the leak sites. Mm -hmm. Fascinating how many, you know, these data breaches happen that he finds that, seemingly no one else does huh. you know and so we've been tracking his site for a while and, and what, he has a site that already does this yeah well what? it's kind of a blog you know but yeah and, and it's not just that it's kind of general what, what hacker news I, what is? I wish i could give him give the site out because i want him to get the yeah. attention i just don't remember the site uh i do 99 percent of my work on osvdb not data loss ah uh, got it so but yeah we're talking about uh bringing him on board Cool. And, yeah, so once we have all this information, put it in the right uh, format and everything, yeah, there'll be some real neat stats. And then um, the other day, I forgot who. I think it was Wim. Wim was asking me something, and I was like, you know, that's kind of a fascinating topic, and it blends into something else I was talking about the night before. 
So I have an idea for um, another uh, presentation, kind of looking at vulnerabilities from a, a different angle, um, somewhat historic, but one of the questions I posed, and we'll see what your listeners say, would you rather have 10 true zero day that no one knows about, or would you rather have 10,000 vulnerabilities that are technically public, but no scanners find them, no HIPs, no IPS, any of that finds them? Which of those is more valuable to you? Valuable as, as and an attacker? why? Well, as I, an attacker or a defender? Well, I, at first I didn't qualify that. Mm. So the answer is going to shift between attacker and defender very much. Mm. Uh, and then I said, okay, let's say attacker, but I'm not qualifying pen test versus black hat right. versus anything else. Which is, a, which is it more valuable and why? I'd go for the 10,000. I got a lot of interesting replies. You Although, know. you had 10 zero days, and if you have 10 true zero days that go across multiple platforms, that might be more useful too. Right. Well, someone said, you know, if I'm the military and I'm actually using these to break into our adversaries, mm -hmm. then, yeah, those 10 zero day are probably going to be much more valuable, uh, even I'd if say they're... it'd be relevant to me based on its applicability to my target. Right. Like, but if yeah. my target was somebody who diligently patched it... No, but that, that's the point, is that none of these security mechanisms really know to look for this stuff, so they're not right. warning you to patch. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm totally with that. And right. Like, I think that that's one of the coolest things that you guys can do with, uh, with OSVDB is be able to do things like, you know, take somebody's SCOM software inventory of every single piece of software that's on the network and parse that out against OSVDB data and say, here's all of our vulnerabilities with no fucking scanner needed, like screw scanners. They right. screw up. They have lag from the network. They constantly misreport data. Like, they, they, they always, every single scanner out there will find some things and not the other, and some scanners will find it and some won't. That, that way of doing inventory analysis will actually give you real accurate data every single time. Right. If it's based on that, um, the problem is is that not every company can put those agents on every single system. Right. And oftentimes they have to have a third party come in to validate, and oftentimes that requirement is, oh, well, vuln assessment, pen test, whatever. And so, yeah, you need scanners, and, yeah, every scanner is going to have false positives. Um, and it's the same thing like in the vuln world. We say, hey, a vendor's got a vuln. That's going to happen to everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not that you have a vulnerability. It's how you respond to it. You know, do you give a shit? Are you going to patch this? For the vuln scanners, it's all about, you know, if a f false positive is reported to them, how do they handle it? Well, I think you have to use them anyway just because it's part of the testing program, right? Like, right. Like, it, it, if you're doing DR, you can't just say, magically everything's gone away. You have to actually have it break down slowly and have it degrade because then you're going to understand your capability in the process of picking up when it degrades. Right. Like, you can't just have something go from all the way here to all the way there. It's just, it's not realistic. In the real world, you're going to have different checkpoints within that. How is that, by the way? Yeah, uh, I got a farmhouse select hard cider uh, for showing up today. That was part of my, my your, gift. That was your present. And it's awesome. Is it good? Good. He's tonguing it like a fucking, he's sucking it down like a dying queer right now. It's got a woodchuck on the fucking label too. Uh, this is this it's is awesome. this is how much I care. I actually, I know. I, it's very obvious. You thought of me. Oh man, that's <clears> awesome. 
What's up, so, PJ? so back to security. So, oh, Josh Corman's calling. Yeah, get him. Hey, get Josh. Him. Oh, we're just beginning the marathon. I'm gonna make a drink. I, I actually uh, have already withheld his name once during this presentation. Not sure if he was listening. Oh yeah, okay. tell Boris he's on in like 30 minutes. Oh, good, Boris. Perfect. I, he and I, we definitely we have something to talk about. Boris, we got Wim. We got good. Well, because because yeah, Boris and I could tell some stories about Columbia. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm here. Hey. He's in my ears. That's awesome. <laughs> God, get him out. Somebody put Corman in my ear. Now do the twist. No. <laughs> twist. Pop. And geyser. He's like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but it sounds bad. Hi, dude. Oh. He, just, he hung he up goes, on us. That was quick. Fuck this. I'm out. He goes, oh, damn it. Sorry. I had it on the speakers. I was calling exactly like Billy. I meant to call. Wrong podcast. Yeah. I meant to call Paul.com. <laughs> Whatever, dude. They're sponsored by Akima. I mean, what? Uh, did I say? Aren't they sponsored Hello? by like, everybody? Everybody sponsors. Everybody sponsors. Just crap. Everybody. What? Crap? Yeah. yeah. Calling back. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I miss that sound. I haven't heard that sound in a long time. I don't know. Cock slugging. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. What's up, dude? Hey. Hey. How you doing, Mr. Josh? You sound high. No, I am drinking. He goes, Excellent. Uh, 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 getting blown. How you been? <laughs> I'm tired. You're tired? I heard, I heard, I heard a squirrel. Hello. What's up? What are you doing? Like you're just you're just sitting at home drinking in front of your computer. Is that is that what fucking life at your job has turned into? You're like I don't know, man. It's Saturday. I'm sitting at my computer. I'm just getting drunk, staring at the internet. Who am I gonna say has a good shit this time? <laughs> uh, throw, the, throw the dart at the board yeah, and I hit and, yeah, that guy. Uh, Westboro. Fuck yeah, let's talk. <laughs> I was killing zombies. Were you? Oh, the new Call of Duty zombies or? Uh, no. No. Okay. No, he's right. making zombies nope. in his neighborhood and murdering, murdering them. He he hires hookers, dresses them up, and then you know, whatever. He doesn't dress them up. He just calls them zombies, and they run around the house. And he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, doors locked, motherfucker. You're going nowhere." <laughs> they're they're kind of zombies. They're in uh, that Dishonored game, so plague uh, victims maybe. Ah, uh, plague, plague victims. That's brutal, dude. Killing Those victims. people are fucking sick. Yeah. You're running around with a ball peen hammer fucking people up. Like, that's <laughs> not right. What is what has this goddamn profession done to you, man? I you used to be nice. No, he didn't. <laughs> I, was never, I was never nice. <laughs> you we were nice-ish. <laughs> hey, Josh, do you want to admit anything on the show about you being tired of the industry or anything? <laughs> there are certain things that are very exhausting yes let's talk about that exhausting. because goddamn we, we 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 started to and then uh i knew we went on a tangent about what jericho does for a living and that turned into and then that boredom. turned into stuffing a, a goddamn trophy, trophy in someone's, in someone's ass. ass and the blood and let's get this thing back on track so so what have i missed so far oh that, that's pretty nothing. much it yeah well, it's depravity the, yeah that was, that was a recap i'm gonna make a drink while you guys figure out the infosec stuff because i'm not here to do any of that well, here, make me one, too. Yeah, I'm going to make you one. Yeah, at this point, the, the host, they leave the room. The guest is sitting here going, uh, what do I do? just go up and let him and Josh talk. Hey, I got this. They yeah, could probably do it. Those who talk more than yeah, anything I else. All right. I got this. All they do is talk. Every fucking hang time on. You guys I have fun. Them, they just sit there and Hang on one second, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. You have your own podcast. 
Yeah. Go for it, dude. It's <clears throat> exotic attrition. This is yeah. exotic liability with Jericho only now. And they are out of the room. So, yeah, Josh, have at it. What do you want to talk about? Uh, you're the guest. You control the topic, sir. I do? Yeah. And notice the sir. I'm going to bring some class to this joint. Hmm. Yeah, so burnout. What In general, what about the industry is bothering you? In general? Yeah. I know you don't want to name names, so just in general. What aspects of it? So, let's see. The security industry. Um, we don't seem to be getting any better. And even if we make little strides, they're not substantive enough. And I think certain people like it being stuck the way it is. It's profitable. It's certainly profitable. You, you can make a lot of money selling people things they don't need. You make money um, treating, not curing. Palliative care, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely frustrating. What else? Um, we have a lot of divas and rock stars who think they're quote-unquote experts at things that they aren't. And that is frustrating for people who are trying to uh, do good work, do good insights, work hard, try hard, do the uh, the homework, and try to boost some signal in the industry. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of noise when there's uh, what I would love to see is fewer people making noise and fewer and more people producing signal. But we have a lot of people who um, just clog the airways and the, the Twitters and the blogosphere and the conference circuit uh, spreading things that don't help much. Right. And so do you see an end to that? Do you see a solution? No, I mean, I'd rather focus on the subject matter, but uh, yeah, we have, some, we have some cultural issues. I think I said in uh, London this fall that we need an enema for the industry. Um, and actually, it was Dan Guido who said uh, we need a cyber Pompeii for the InfoSec industry, and I love that idea. <laughs> yes, I like that one. Um, and actually, speaking of Pompeii, so the other day I was – this was, I want to say Thursday – no, Tuesday. I was extremely burned out. Uh, five-day bender of just 16-hour days of working on stuff and I finally had it up to my last nerve and uh, I mailed Jake uh, one of the other officers of OSF and I said you know tomorrow afternoon I'm taking it off completely and I'm going to go to the museum because there's a an exhibit on Pompeii and I said I'm going to go spend two hours watching how a civilization burned and that's going to be therapeutic and I went and I had a great time and I came back and you know it really was and so the idea of a cyber Pompeii burning our industry down, it actually, I think, excites me. Like, <laughs> I, I, would. I'm not shocked. So anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Did I echo? I, I just no. have to throw something in because um, the, the cyber Pompeii, I'm going out to smoke. This is their podcast. Um, the cyber Pompeii thing is awesome, right? Because just like the Titanic movie, which sucked it'll take four hours to show the fucking half an hour event and you're two hours to watch the 15 minutes it took that entire city no, to no. burn and die. Sir, the it's museum perfect. The museum has taught me it was almost a 24-hour event that destroyed it. So they would have to boil 24 hours of death and destruction mm. down to two to three hours. And if it's not done by Michael Bay, it has a shot. <laughs> yeah. Well... I, I, when I come back, I expect you guys to have this all figured out and let me know what my role is in Cyber Pompeii, and I'm, I'm ready. 
I'm there. I'm, I'm gonna go smoke. Keep go go gosh, smoke. We got this. Thanks. Hey, if you guys need to have guests on the show or whatever, PJ can handle the rest of it. That's DJ cool. PJ. DJ, DJ PJ. Correct. I'm under orders. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue, Josh. <laughs> oh, I thought you were taking us in an interesting direction. Yeah, no. Just, uh, continue. So, are you suggesting we we wait for a natural disaster? Or are you suggest suggesting one is caused by your cohorts? I. That's the thing is I don't think there's going to be a natural disaster uh, short of really draconian legislation written by morons that truly shakes up the industry, but it'll shake it up the wrong way. It'll make things worse. So, yeah, I'm, I think the only hope for an infosec Pompeii is one that's more naturally created. You know, let's go throw chemicals into the volcano and start the process. Uh, but even then, you know, if we tear it all down, then obviously we have to rebuild it back up. And the immediate problem is, is that all the people that made it suck to begin with are going to jump in on the rebuild. Yeah, I mean, human nature is what it is. Yeah. So, are you getting an echo? I'll no, get, no, you're fine. So, yeah, we've got to figure out the human nature thing. And, I, and that's why it's kind of, and that's why we talk so much, I know, is because every time we collaborate on something, it's as much about the, the human and social element as it is anything else. You know, um, obviously cyber war has technical angles, but that's not the fun one. You know, it's the social and the, the human angle, and then obviously the same with uh, the anonymous. So, yeah, that's that's why it's fun talking. If uh, any of the listeners haven't talked to Corman, do. Uh, try to get a beer or two into him at first, and then talk to him <laughs> about... Talk to them about adversaries and social and social constructs and um, bring a dictionary. <laughs> or, or a thesaurus, right? Yeah, either one. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed working with you as well. People told me uh, I was insane to work with a rabid squirrel. You are. And, and per perhaps they are correct. You are. Yeah. But uh, you do really good work. Um, eh, it's just the atten attention to detail is all. Yeah, but see, I think that level of logic and fact base and rigor is sorely missing from this industry oh definitely I mean, it's much easier to bloviate and to you know get people to retweet you and and just recycle the same and retread the same tired uh thought terminating cliches or the same tired platitudes um it's gonna take a lot of really hard work to to figure out how to advance this voodoo and witchcraft to something real quick you know, more more impactful let's go back to what you just said uh, because you brought this up in the uh, the cyber war talk, thought terminating cliche. That really is a beautiful way to describe a lot of what we have in our industry. Um, and it's not just the infosec industry's fault; it's the media, you know, because they drill it in our heads that oh, this word means something, and hey, they may change it a month later or whatever. But yeah, that's what it turns into. So eventually, we start to hear this word, and we automatically either tune it out or we make stupid assumptions because of the saturation. So anyway, it's just a, a neat term that, uh, I don't know if that was you coining or if you no, borrowed no, it. No, no, no. We should give credit where I first heard it. Um, Mike Smith who goes by Rebelov. Okay. Uh, he was the first one to say it and I instantly loved it. Yeah, no, like I said, it's a great term and it's very appropriate. Anyway, Notice what I did there. I didn't have to take credit for something that wasn't me. Yeah. Amazing how attribution works like that and how easy <laughs> it is. Yes. So anyway, oh, continue. Someone's tweeting about us. Uh-oh. So I should actually interview you because I have questions for you too. Shoot. So 
you know, I've worked with you a couple times now. Perhaps I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, we first, what, did the DEF CON 19 panel? We were originally supposed to have Aaron Barr. Right, anonymous so, and so call it three big projects then. The the panel, the anonymous uh, talk and articles, and then Cyber War. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think the, the, the series came out of that first panel. Right? Um, yeah, but it was pretty distinct, a panel versus eight articles and a keynote. So, Right. Um. So I, what I saw with you is that you could be very intimidating or intense, but I, I suspected that you were very rational, fact-based, and, and um, you, at least in my experience, you have been. Um, what surprised me is perhaps because I had such a good experience um, working on that stuff together um, was when you were in BrewCon. This, this is pivoting into my question for you. People were terrified of you. Like, terror is the correct word. Um, yeah, I, they, they've used that word with to me before, and it's one I don't get. I understand a little bit of intimidation, but terror or that kind of fear, I, I just don't understand it. So I'm not going to try to psychobabble, psychoanalyze you. It's just um, I, I guess I've, I'm much more aware now that people are afraid of you or don't understand how someone ends up on a charlatan's list um, or – or uh, whatnot, and, and you are a big part of attrition, but you're not the only participant in attrition. <laughs> um, so how do we, I mean, and in some ways it's kind of healthy, right? So I was on a panel at RSA Europe and people were bringing up who should get voted off the InfoSec Island. And, you know, some, some interesting names were proposed. Um, See, I wouldn't but, say a name, I would just give a figure, 90%. <laughs> just give a number. Yeah. Just to rate it. A random ninety percent. You could you could do decimation, right? Just ten percent. Yeah. Uh, if it's the right ten percent. But um, you know, it's funny because at the beginning of that panel, attrition already came up as you know, who are those guys? You know, what's their rhyme or reason? I don't get it. It doesn't seem fair. And then towards the end of the conversation, it almost came full circle because they realized that what the industry kind of needs is a a better business bureau or something where we can find out who's plagiarized or who's uh, a higher noise to signal ratio, et cetera. And I said, huh, you're kind of reinventing what part of what attrition does. Right. So, so uh, real quick, the, the Better Business Bureau idea, um, that's one that has come up outside the context of uh, attrition. Um, Jake Coons, one of the officers of the Open Security Foundation, the other active officer with me, um, he kind of foresaw that. And I want to say this is back in 2005, and he can flame me on Twitter if I'm wrong. But yeah, he said, basically, I want a better business bureau for vendors as pertains to vulnerabilities, the way they handle it, the way they deal with researchers and everything. And that's one of the things that uh, with OSVDB, we've been creating the data set uh, to kind of go toward that. And then uh, I think it was Steve Christie and Karsten and I, we, I forgot who brought it up, probably Christie, but uh, we thought of basically the same idea, a better business bureau type thing with uh, researchers and the ones disclosing vulnerabilities. Um, and the term we came up with, one of us, probably Christy again, he's a real sharp cookie, uh, researcher confidence, you know, and so we've been working toward that. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because InfoSec, it's kind of a weird blend of a lot of uh, human elements, I guess, and a lot of angles that go around it. So to have a single better business bureau doesn't quite work, but if you have one for you know, this and one for that, or maybe attrition is kind of a, a, you know, a version of that. 
if we have a lot of them, that works. Um, and also, if there's multiple, then there's less cries of, oh, well, you know, they're just biased or they hate me or whatever. You know, because maybe if three of these groups say you're a scumbag, it's a lot harder to argue with that if three of it, three of them came to that conclusion on their own. So maybe help help the uh, listeners figure out, unless you like your obscurity, um, what kind of things get people in trouble versus don't? Because I think 90% of the people who are afraid to end up on the Charlotte's list would never in a million years end up on the Charlotte's list. So what's the motivation? Um, yeah. What's I, the nomination process? I, I know you did a good talk at DEF CON 20 on, I think it's recorded, so people should... Uh, the Black Hat, the, the errata talk, Yeah. Um, I actually gave that talk at RVA Sec earlier uh, this year first, and based on the feedback, I kind of refined it um, and then gave it again at Black Hat. And, you know, oftentimes people say, you know, I, I fear being on the list, and it's like, well, no, you shouldn't. If you're a decent person and you don't have any bad intent, you're not going to even come close. You're not going to be nominated to be on the list. Um, so, yeah, one of the, the frequent questions is, what does it take to get on the list? Well, plagiarism doesn't make you a charlatan. Yeah, it makes you lazy, unethical. Oh, did we just lose him? I'm here. Oh. Um, you know, lazy, unethical, but you, you'll go up on the plagiarism page, not charlatans. Charlatans, it needs to be more about intent. It needs to be a pattern, a long history, and it has to be more than one thing, you know. So, uh, and this is kind of a strong term, and I say this with the term being a kind of objective or subjective that the intent to defraud, uh, whether it's lying for personal gain or whatever, uh, that's really the first thing that we would key in on and say, you know, they're obviously lying about their history, they're lying about their degree, they're making bullshit claims about their consulting, their services, uh, they're lying about the value of their company, you know, you add all of that up and it becomes a very distinct pattern of not only lying but the intent to keep doing it and the same thing i said like with a a vendor that's going to have a software vulnerability it's going to happen how do you deal with it so the first time we post an article or we confront someone how do they respond to it if it's oh you're stupid you know you don't know what you're talking about okay that's a knee-jerk reaction then we go back to them a month later give them time to think about it if they still fight us every step of the way and argue and won't you know, agree to a single point or opinion, even when we frame it like that. It's like, you know, if I read this, this, and this, you know, the obvious, you know, conclusion I can come to is X, Y, and Z. And they're like, well, no, you're just wrong. I'm sorry. Perception is not wrong. Perception is just that. And if you don't understand how one person can perceive something differently, then yeah, you're, you're really not understanding the issue. So it takes quite a bit. Um, I'll have to dig through my inbox. Someone else uh, basically challenged me on a lot of this, and uh, she brought up a lot of good points, and I integrated a lot of her questions into the, the talk at RVASEC and subsequently at Black Hat. Um, and I know she was writing an article on our process because I basically opened up all of our process of doing what we do uh, with one, and I it was just the example at the time, and I started you know basically BCCing on her, all the correspondence. And afterwards, she's like, holy shit, you know, you guys spend a lot of time trying to work with these people to understand them to see if they understand what's going on before you write up anything. And I was like, hey, that's the only way you can do this. Um, So, yeah, I'll need to ping her and see if uh, that article is going to come out. But for the average person, no, you shouldn't be concerned unless you have the intent to do bad things. 
is it safe to say i mean plagiarism is pretty cut and dry but is it, yeah. is it safe rule, rule of thumb for listeners or for people who ask um that if you're gonna end up a charlatan you're probably gonna get a warning first and a chance to correct it if it was an honest mistake or is, is that not um, correct we don't mail all of them uh we mail sometimes it's really a case-by-case basis instead of looking at it that way back up for a second so how many people are in infosec <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I I think they just crossed some absurd number for CISSPs. And if you use that as a balance, it was either like 40,000 or 400,000 or something. It was it was big. I don't know. There's over 100,000 people in InfoSec. Easy to say that, right? Easy. Okay. So on charlatans and the watch list, public, I think we have maybe 30 names up. And I want to say we have between 80 and 85 on the unpublished watch list. Do the math. You know, it's a very small subset of people in our industry that get nominated and looked at seriously. And even those 85, there's probably a good 10, 20% that we've already ruled out as we're not going to write them up because it's just so minor. It's like, yeah, you kind of bullshit a little bit on your web page or bio, whatever. That's not enough. It's got to be a lot more serious uh the intent has to be there and it also has to impact more people so if you consider those numbers yeah the majority of people 99.9 percent they're never going to be brought up to us we're not even going to take an interest in them they have to do something pretty big and bad to get on our radar so yeah don't do bad things so that watch list um do people get nominated once or no. is, there, well, is there a trend like where there's 10 nominations? Or? So of the 85, some of them are single nominations, some of them are multiple. Um, this year, uh, one person was nominated somewhere between a dozen, 20 times. That's the most we've seen ever. I mean, hands down. Before that, two, three nominations. So, yeah, it's a big jump. Part of that's exposure to the project. More people are understanding that, hey, we can just mail this – uh, you know, this site and they'll do the digging and yeah, to a degree, but we're pressed for time and, you know, we want to try not to cut ourselves every night. So uh, <laughs> we need people to mail us more than a name. They should do 30 minutes of research, send us some links, explain why they belong on this. That is sexy, Chris. If you haven't seen what Chris can do to a French fry, we need to make this a video cast. Especially, especially when his chicken sandwich was like raw. Yeah. Hey, I brought you a cookie for oh. taking over the podcast. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've yeah. got my cider. Um, so, yeah, basically, if if we get a nomination from 10 different people for the same possible charlatan, then, yeah, they're going to be higher on our list to look at. And the next time we sit down and say we're going to work on the project, they're going to be one of the first ones we, we stop to examine. Mm. But do, have, have most of these uh, – multiple nominees been approached before do they, uh, do they know they're being watched uh i won't say most of them because almost all of them are one or two noms and then just i think there's only one that hit more than a dozen and that one's been approached multiple times by multiple people uh some of which aren't part of attrition but saw the the pattern and said hey you know fundamentally i think he's probably a good guy let's talk to him and um we'll just say he hasn't responded well so you know, I do think you – know, I don't know what Chris missed. Uh, All of it. Thank right. God. You guys are fucking boring. I know. He and Ryan were out on the front <laughs> porch. You can draw your own conclusion. I was blowing so, it. Handle it. Who swallows? 
well. So I don't think the goal, at least for, for me, I don't think the goal and value of something like attrition or a better business or a speaker's, you know, confidence, you know, service is a bad thing. Well, yeah, um, by the way, we are, we're looking at doing speaker confidence through Secor so that you can go into the conference, you can rate a speaker and crowdsource the ratings. So yeah, it's like that way if Ryan's running a conference and Chris submits an abstract for a talk. Who the he, fuck would let him talk? Yeah. He can, Ryan can go to the site and say, well, wait a minute, you know, 50% of the people said they hated Chris and his talks were boring. Well, maybe Chris. Actually, I have read a bunch of his reviews Yeah, that they do, and, and, and most of the time it's like, he's an arrogant jackass. Yeah, but he knows his shit, so hey, maybe you he bring does. him back. So yeah, I mean. You remember the picture of that, did I, I sent you the picture of the one that I got from InfoSec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, the, when you did the um, keynote, and they were like. Yeah, they they said oh they like said that a, I was an asshole. Yeah, but they spelled asshole wrong. Like you fucking idiot! You can't even spell asshole. Like <laughs> I have to not only H O L E. Yeah. It, anyway, I drew um, that one. So <laughs> I, I have a question on the on the C core thing. Um, so would you ever consider making a speakers union? A speakers, speakers union. Yeah. That that's a Jake question. Okay. But uh, all right, take it away from Secor. You, what do you think about that? I dig the idea of crowdsourced ratings. I also dig the idea of more open CFP processes. Um, what I'm talking about is that you you take away everything else about the fucking self gratifying masturbation that you get when you stand on a stage and talk to a whole bunch of people. Yeah, that's cool and all, but. When you have to, like, take a significant portion of your life to fly around the world and spend hours and hours and hours researching shit right. so that you can put it all on a fucking screen so that some ass clown who decides they're going to make an InfoSec conference just so they can make the money invites you out and they expect to not have to pay you right. to make them money, I think that that's fucked. Like, I, I think it's fine for smaller conferences— it you know it's something that's a speaker's discretion thing, but I don't think that it should just be a like oh we have to just only get people who are free. I mean, Mitnick gets twenty five thousand dollars to not talk about things he knows because he doesn't know shit, and still gets twenty five grand because he got locked up. Like I've been locked up, I don't get paid. Yeah, but you got locked up for that. Yeah, yeah whatever. But so <laughs> I'm just saying like. Like, uh, you know, like Val and I were talking about this over one night, and I was like, man, I spend so much personal time on some of these things, and there's tons of conferences. I, I would give the exact same talk for free all day long. But the fact that it's, it's doesn't, there's no standardization around it, there's no way to force these big conferences who are only doing it for money and have no interest in bettering the community, they're just doing it to make money. Like, h how can we get them to actually put some fucking stake in the game and actually pay the people that are making their conference worth a shit. I mean, I can talk all day in theory, but well, I, I, it, at the end of the day... need theory. No, we don't, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, because there's so many people in InfoSec, and there's so many that want to be on that stage, and there's too many that are still willing to go out of pocket to travel and be on stage whether they know shit or not. It this doesn't matter. Be a speaker's union. Well, I mean, even if you have a speaker's union, there's still going to be the people that aren't in the union that are going to go take those speaking slots, and a union may actually draw more of those frauds to the stage if the union are saying, hey, we're holding out for better spots. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I was kind of leaning in that I'm all for 
crowdsourced reviews. I'm all for, you know, various tools so that it's easier for a CFP team to know more about their speaking history mm-hmm. to say, you know, so if Chris submits to me and says, hey, I'm going to talk about and this. I, by the way, I'm not saying me because I... No, no, no. I, my... You're in the room, so you're my example. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying, like, the researchers who spend fucking six months so that they can put something together and then they work nine nights in a row to try and finish some proof of concept shit that they yeah. can show people in the audience. Like, people sign up and pay the thousands of dollars that it costs to get into this bullshit conference just so they could see that one person's talk, and that person doesn't get dick from it other than being on a stage. Yeah. Well, the other problem is, uh, you know, so... I guess Josh is probably the only one who's really seen it. You know, we did a talk on Anonymous uh, at Source Boston. It was a one-hour keynote. Except for me. Right. So I th- saw it. that one talk, you get, you actually get to see the kind of work that went into it because we have an eight-part series of articles that's something like 50,000 words. Right. You know, that we were pro or I don't know, maybe Josh was basically, you know, you guys should turn this into a book. We had that much stuff. We ended up cutting it, it out. It would be a short it would be a short book, yeah. Right. But I mean so, even, a, even for the published novella. Yeah. Even for the stuff that was published, twenty percent of it is in a separate file that's the outtakes. We had to trim it down to eight articles. You know? So that's the kind of work that went into that one hour talk. And then with Cyber War, and this was at Brucon, once again it was a one hour talk. And if you download the slides, there are, it's under the speaker notes, every single slide has just pages of notes and links and references, and that only represents probably 10% of what we read, digested, and discussed to make that talk, to come to those conclusions, you know, and you compare that to some of these other talks, yeah, like you said, there's an incredible amount of time and resources that goes into some of these talks that's not fully appreciated. I just, Uh, go go ahead. No, please. I mean, you were, you remember this because you were you were the one beating on me. But you know, sometimes a single bullet on a single slide took us. You know, we'd argue for an hour. Oh yeah. You would, you're like, prove it, prove it. I need more evidence. Make your case better. Right. And you know what's special? You know, other people show up and just give the same talk they gave 17 times. You know what's special about this podcast? I have two people here that have been put through the fucking grinder. And know my process. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Your so, process sucks, and yet it spits out really good stuff on the other side. It, yeah. It's painful to go through, but so, we did some really excellent work. I just hate the fact that his process it. is spitting at the end. I wish he would just swallow <laughs> Yeah, so if, if anyone has any doubts about attrition and errata, every single thing goes through that process. And these two will tell you it's grueling. Okay. Yeah, so Uh, never doing it again is what he says. I mean, those are the kind of standards. I said the same thing, but I kept doing it. Yeah, that's because you're a masochist. That's because you have nothing else to do. Yeah, I do a lot of free time. (laughs) Obviously, I mean, look at you're you're calling into some shit podcast on on a Saturday. Saturday. (laughs) Oh, my my family's at some Christmas thing that would probably make me. That you uh, ditched. You were like, so my family's doing this thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get drunk at the computer. See, (laughs) we have an excuse. We're getting paid. Right? right, right, right. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, and cookies, PJ? cookies and booze. <laughs> Thanks to our uh, sponsor, RSA. <laughs> RSA, where the security meets you. Hey, AFK. Okay, so I want to. I don't want to lose Chris's question, which was, should we have a union for speakers? Um, so, so someone should tweet out that Chris Nickerson is advocating for like a, sc- a Screen Actors Guild for speakers or something. But yeah, you speak eight times, you get your SAG card. <laughs> 
So, sag. you know, it's, so I'm going to say, some, since we already did a topic on Cyber War once, which was as douchey as you can get, I'll, I'll keep doing douchey for a second. Um, in general, I think, I can't believe I'm saying this, and I also can't believe people like you, Nickerson, and others, you know, would be advocating something like awesome? P-Tests. Yeah. P-Tests, but, you know, but we kind of have to, which is, you know, if we're going to grow up or show signs of a maturing industry, right? right. So whenever someone says we're a nascent industry, I, I kind of throw a little bit in my mouth because sure, you know, relative to other established disciplines, we're pretty young, but that's kind of an excuse. So if we're going to get better, you need to show signs of a mature industry, which means licensure or accreditations or, you know, multiple tiers of accomplishment, not just I am a security professional or I am not. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you know, the perfect example to some of that is, um, what are they called? Wait, uh, if only we had a certification like CISSP. Well, or well, maybe is the maybe wrong if, one. Maybe if we a... had a string of conferences run by business people, not by security people, that targeted a security market and only made money off of it. What's that? Sand. What's it called? Sands. Sands. Black. Black. Something. something CMP. Hat, hat thing. There's well, a hat. CMP owns that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he, Jeff got paid. He's done with that. That's just a money making org. Um, and then what's the other one? The, the guys who, yeah, the, the guys who, uh, uh, they have a certification. They have like their own little hacking certification thing. And none of them have ever been security people. Oh, certified ethical hackers. Is that, yeah, what, what's that company that does the, don't they do conferences? They do them like, and they, they do like as many conferences as SANS does, and they do trainings and everything else. And like, you know, they're, they just go blow money, and you know they don't give a fuck because they're just sapping the entire industry out of thing. The sad part is, I yeah. truly am drawing a blank. I can tell you, you who, I can tell you who the president of the company is, but I can't tell you the company's name. They're on Narada. Um, they're a charlatan. I know, <laughs> I mean, here, let's look it up. The internet's awesome. I'm sorry, I'm we looking have, at pictures of this technology. hot chick getting banged. Yeah, it's pretty um, sad that I. What's the person's name? Jay Bavisi. Yeah, it's sad that I spent months actually doing emails with him, and then eventually writing them up, and I can't name. The company now. All right, so I'm, I, just because there are bad examples of this, because I agree, and this is a thought terminating cliche right here, right? Um, EC Council. But, there you yeah. go. EC Council. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, you get go. your money. Go ahead, Josh. We please. still need, go back even if they've about. done they've been done badly. We can kind of need it. And if you go back like hunters and gatherers and, and tribes, you know, you do have like a council of elders, right? So whether Indy wants to admit it or not, he is a high chieftain of a certain tribe. Well, I might fuck the he, broader. And <laughs> we know we know he smokes the peace pipe to prove it. Hey, there you go. Fucking medicine, dude. So you know, it can start problems. before we have you know a bar exam you and get disbarred. Before we're like signing our names to bridges, we constructed like you know architects do for physical bridges, and they you know if your bridge falls down, you're ruined forever. You've been listening to Alex talks. It's the C N P T E S. So you know before we get to that level, you could have something where, um, generally feared and respected chieftains or, or elders take people take young bucks behind the the cyber woodshed, so to speak. Or oh, if only you know, we they, could. Well, you kind of can. I mean, attrition's kind of doing it. No one gave them the so mandate. Yeah, but the the process is too laborious, too high of standards, and it can only output very limited names in a given amount of time. You're right. We need an infosec yeah, yeah, yours rate van. can, but that's why I think we need to scale. Like uh, infosec I mean, I rate I, van I, I dot org. On purpose. 
since I were two reasons. One is um, I wanted to drink again. <laughs> I think people should drink every time somebody says rape van. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to start happening a lot more. Rape van. <laughs> Josh is like, fuck. So with, whether it's a speaker's bureau or a speaker union or a SAG card or a cyber woodshed or a council of elders, you know, every attempt we make to kind of grow up um, – is undermined or undone by the echo chamber or by egos or by profit. So, you know, the other thing I'm noticing, slight pivot here, is when I read some of these blogs that just want to make me smash things, um, some people are writing to a, a like a really laggard follower, late bloomer kind of entry level security person, and other people are writing for people who are actually trying to do, you know, defend against espionage. Is someone? having some fun over there sorry you said <laughs> espionage i was listening so like you know when i'm doing research it's targeting a certain capability set certain maturity level certain problem set and Super what i'm saying is true for those folks right when you have you know other people saying you know i mean one of the ones that pissed me off recently is you know we how much research did we put into anonymous across a year and a half how much research did we put into the cyber war stuff even though it's a douchey term jesus way too much and before that, I'd probably spent a couple of years doing state-sponsored espionage stuff uh, at IBM and as an analyst. And then, you know, I saw an article or a blog post two weeks ago, which basically compared chaotic actor attacks, not directed at me, of course, since I kind of coined that, but chaotic actor attacks are as rare as shark attacks. You're so hot. You coin things. You and Andy, you're like such coiners. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Cyber. Yeah. If you could put like a little trademark or something, then you could get paid off of it. You wouldn't have to talk so much. Sure. <laughs> Just trying to make a good point here. There, there's a there's a single digit of shark attacks per year, per year, whereas there's chaotic actor attacks daily. So wait, wait, just just go ahead and say it. Vending machines. Right. Yeah, vending machines are more dangerous than shark attacks, of course, because there are more deaths to vending machines. That was like thirteen. Which is more than sharks. So which is a number that they don't put on floors and buildings in the U.S. because we're superstitious. What does that mean? <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it pisses me off to put all that work and do all those airplanes and then have it dismissed as, as FUD-sounding and, and rare and exotic an occurrence as a shark attack, which is just it's BS. I mean, there are a couple attacks like that a day, and I have data to prove it. It's part who, of my data. Wait, who, who, who dismisses it? Like, there's people that actually are like, whatever, that's not real. I had a tussle with they downplay the white it. rat. With who? Yeah, I mean, with the white rabbit. Oh, with um, Ralph. Yeah, he he <clears throat> made it. He was listening to a podcast from what is it, Freakonomics or something. Where does he work? HP. Yeah, they know a lot about security. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so what you're telling me is you had a fight with the advocate of a company that sucks so badly that they had to fire the bulk of their security outsourcing staff because they fucking blow at it. And then they get owned all the time and they have fucking corporate executives who willingly just mismanage the money, fucking fire people, sell off divisions. Then they're like, fuck, we should get back in the smartphone game. Like, like your problem is with somebody of that caliber? And uh, advocate like, is the that's wrong like word. That's like saying the homeless dude is talking shit about my house. Evangelist. Evangelist. <laughs> Fuck uh, that guy. It was just an. It was just an example. Okay. But, uh, I just. I know. I just wanted a real example, than <laughs> than somebody who was completely irrelevant. 
Hold on. Well, what I want, I'm, you know, there, there are plenty of folks with megaphones or plenty of folks I, who I make their career by speaking. I, what I want to do is how do you figure out how to connect good research with people who need and want good research without being distracted and diffused and all that noise and echo chambering and chest thumping and profiteering. So how do you do it? I have no idea. Okay. So, so back to the idea of speaker union, is that something that is even feasible? I mean, I know it's like it's like Marxism, right? Like, you know, it sounds awesome, but like you can't do it because of people's egos. But but, um, you know, is there something that we can do? Like to me, really, the only part that I want to squash is the people who just wildly make bank off of security shit and they have no stake in the game. Well, I don't have a problem with people making money. Oh, I, do I, have I don't either, but I do at, at them, like, sapping fucking, you know, individuals that are completely dying to just try and make it by, and they're spending $2,000 so they could go to some fucking fanfare shit event where somebody's just going to try and sell them more stuff. All right, so, so here's – I think part of the solution is identifying and amplifying the sources of signal. But it can't just be that because we also have a problem that we have – we want to f farm new blood, right? So if you do something too structured, we'd have to make sure that it doesn't prevent new speakers from coming up in the ranks and getting the exposure they need and getting the experience they need and taking their licks and getting better at it. So my fear when people talk about professionalizing the speakers or the researchers or whatnot is that it might prevent access to other bright minds. Because I'd love to have you, you, the part you missed. I said this industry needs an enema. So how do you, I'd love to clear out a With lot of the noise? Coffee. <laughs> but you <laughs> an enema of hot coffee. <laughs> but you, but you also need, um, you know, you should be identifying and fostering and mentoring. I mean, that's one of the great things about the old hacker crews is you would learn your trade and your code of conduct through apprenticing, right? I mean, yeah, I totally agree. And that's totally gone now. I mean, there's pockets of it still, but. Now people just download Metasploit or free tools and they, ooh, they're elite hacksaw now and or they spoke at a B-side so they think they're like a, a thought leader or a so a, uh, Or they did one red team test now. and they're suddenly a red team. Yeah, and expert. then they got called fucking Jack Bauer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, douche. They impressed um, one stupid client and it went to their head. Yeah, they tailgated in once and they're like, yeah, fucking physical bitch. <laughs> um, so, so that... That brings me to this interesting realization that I'm getting, Josh, because you're talking about that, is that we're in the age of dubstep. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're in the age of dubstep because okay. jazz musicians used to really have to fucking work to learn how music was exercised. If you came onto a stage and you started doing your thing and you started fucking going, and you weren't technically sound and able to play the standards and somebody could call out fucking girl from Ipanema and you could fucking hammer it out. If you couldn't do stuff like that, someone would take a cymbal, throw it at your face, and kick you out of the club until you had enough skills to come back on that stage, not only be able to execute against the basics, but be an actual musician. Now, right, you have dubstep. Like, I take somebody else's music and somebody else's music and I put it together and then I hit one button and it goes, and that's that. And those people are fucking musicians who get paid all the time? No. No, no, no. You're making a fucking mixtape. 
okay? And you're taking effects and putting it on your fucking mixtape, and I did that shit when I was fucking nine. Yeah, but you probably had the 30 seconds of the DJ at the end of the song, in the beginning of each song on the mixtape. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, welcome to KCFR. <laughs> right. You know? That was Journey. Yeah, we've got Crystal. Crystal on red stage. Yeah, that's the same thing. Um, <sighs> but... But you know we're we're in this infosec dubstep stage, right? Where people are just rehashing this scripted thing that someone else did, so they don't actually have to learn infosec. They can just replay it and sound like a badass, and then they get all this fame and fortune out of their regurgitation mix. That's P-tess. That's nothing more. And, that and, th- that is a prevalent problem. I mean, there's a lot of big names in infosec right now that their entire career is born off giving these training sessions for fucking open source tools, you know, and it's like the only reason. Or, or commercial tools. Or that. Actually. Or search engines. Right. So the. What the fuck? A lot of times. I'm going to give an entire class on using a search engine. No shit. Like, what do you do? Well, you type in what you want and then hit enter and then it shows you what you were looking for. Fuck me. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part of the My problem. God. Part of the problem and the reason this works, though, is that, you know, a lot of these uh, tools, they don't have documentation. So. Stupid people are trying to use them, and they can't figure it out. And, oh, hey, $2,000 for this class. I'm in. You know. And going back to your comment about you know throwing a symbol at someone, that was probably the biggest shift of DEF CON um, that pissed me off to no end. I go into a talk with the intent of heckling because I know it's going to suck. And I'm told, or the audience is told, from before the talk begins, no questions. If you want to ask questions, what? you can follow the presenter out into a second room after the talk for where the media will ask questions too. Mm-hmm. That happened at DevCon? Yeah. yeah. DevCon they, 17 is when they really started yeah. that. Uh, I haven't gone to talks forever, but I mean. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's basically like well, if, I just didn't listen to that. if the presenter can get up there and spew bullshit that's wrong, I should have every right to stand up, interrupt, and challenge him. I totally agree. Exactly. Oh. And the fact that you go to cons now that you can't do that at is sick and wrong. I'm so, kind of blown away. I didn't know that. Yeah. that and so I have a brand new I, I fucking goal for this fun. year. DEFCON 20, I went to one of the talks, raised my hand. He wouldn't take my questions. Oh, no. You and I are going to get belligerently drunk and I, fucking yell. I know. I stalked that fucker. I went to the media room <laughs> afterwards, and I asked him all those hard questions in front of journalists. You know, And by the end of it, everyone in there, even the journalist, Kim Zetter, Fucking throwing zingers at this guy. She's just owning him See, left and is, right. This is my problem, right? But that should With be that done. Existing. I agree because then you have everyone else who's like, you know what? I, I now feel comfortable enough to speak up and bring up my point because you're in an area that I am an expert in and I need to ask this question to get more value out of what you're talking about. Right. And if you don't let those people communicate during that, it's fucking worthless. It's yeah. like you may as- just put that bitch in a PDF. I'll read it. Right, but so what it's happens? Easier because I don't have to deal with your bullshit. And I don't have to go fucking slow because you're mentally handicapped and you can't fucking use your clicker. Yeah, but so what happens is that guy got up in front of you know a thousand people and started spewing all this dumb bullshit about oh, cyber dude. war, and then all the people that tore him down—that was a room of twenty of us. Only twenty of us got to see him yeah. shredded and exposed for the bullshit that he was. Hmm. That's what's wrong. I do, I, I do like that they have an hour Q&A after, because that's usually, to me, more valuable than the talk. It itself. is. It, but, no, hey, the but, Q&A but is more right, valuable, yeah. but the Q&A should happen. In front of everybody that saw the talk. Right. One so hour. They all know that he was full of shit. Exactly. So it's him. not a one-hour talk. It's a one-hour talk and a one-hour Q&A in the same room, 
and encourage everyone to stay and listen. Well, especially when but I, those I people like listen to the speech are just going to walk out of there and start regurgitating the bullshit that he said. In the mm-hmm. Right. But here's the thing: like, I guarantee you, that guy is going to get invited back. Of course he is. So, He'll so get hired by challenge. RSA. Oh no, he fucking works for God. Who was that? He should get UN put on his or, back. Is it the UN? He works for the UN. Josh, who does he work for? He does papers for the UN. I work for the UN. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's in a very, very influential position talking about cyber war, he but he's talking out of his ass. Good for him. You know, and it's like, <clears throat> first key warning, 10 Sun Tzu quotes in his presentation. <laughs> I, you know, his entire was presentation about- was based on... Sun Tzu. Yeah, in those quotes. And it's like, I think I actually remember that. I think I know the talk you're talking oh, about. Oh, God. I know. I had to go through that. So I sat I sat about 10 rows behind Jericho. And, and I like, had my I hand up for 20 minutes. I leaned over to my friend, and like it came to this one, one particular slide. I hit my friend. I'm like, watch Jericho. His hand goes, funk, straight up to the ceiling. <laughs> it was like as predictable as the tides. So, but see, I hope there's a mechanism that that gets back to the selection people at defcon and, and either he doesn't get a talk or he gets that harsh feedback but some of the cons suck i mean chris chris and i are on a, the board for source now source boston and it, it's freaking hard to put a good con together i mean you you guys started that se core thing or set core yeah isn't there like 900 cons this year or something like that at any given time and 850 of them are b-sides well no at any given time <laughs> sorry there was an average I think three security cons going on every single day the entire year. Average, three cons. See, see, I don't want to see more cons. I want to see better cons. And I don't want to see all these cons that you can't really tell or what's special or unique or what's the focus or brand of that con. Like Right now, they're all general purpose. Like I wouldn't mind something. Some of, well, some of them are starting to specialize. Uh, besides well, Dallas, I think was the first one recently that did it where they said, you know, screw all this offensive stuff we want to have more defense talks and then after that uh, a couple other cons basically did the same thing and you know i don't think they were following the idea necessarily but i think a lot of people suddenly realized yeah you know pen testing and attack is all sexy but god damn that's old you know and a lot of these talks are blending plus you know some people do give the talk everywhere right well, I just think it'd be fun so, if you guys have the union, we can start having like little writers attached to our speak. Like, congratulations, you've been expected, <laughs> accepted to speak at Source Boston, and you can reply back with your writer like, "I require all green M and M's, yeah, and six <laughs> bottles of only Fiji water." <laughs> See, I do, this, no I do the same thing, but all I do is I request, "Yeah, can I have a bed to sleep in?" <laughs> <laughs> That's my rider. I want a bed that doesn't crinkle when I lay in it because <laughs> it's not wrapped in plastic. I want a bed that doesn't look like the drunk tank, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> now you're starting to sound like divas again. Uh, In fact, I want to get rid of the rock star word and just substitute diva. It's equally as offensive. No, no. I think it's actually worse. More accurate. No, no. Pretentious yeah, bitch. Accurate. I think that's more accurate. Mm. So think- if somebody could come up with a way to identify who solid speakers are aside from reputation. Crowdsource and- it. It, you know, of course, there's going to be trolling. So anybody who dismisses the idea that because it could be trolled or someone could write a bad review, yeah. But I'm well, see, I'm all crowdsourcing. Is, well, I'm all for not only crowdsourcing but wait it. You know, some two-year veteran of the infosec industry votes and says, "Hey, that's a good talk." Yeah, that's not 
anything compared to Ryan saying, you know, I walked out of that talk and I learned something and I thought it was great. I am much more likely to listen to him than the two-year veteran. So we need weighted scores, you know. You'd actually listen to me? I'd listen to your advice about someone else, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, but, I mean, we we have... You've already had people calling you, right? Hmm? You've had people ask, we don't know the speaker, we're on the bubble, are they on the watch list? Oh, yeah, I get people people asking me questions like that all the time. Hey, I'm running this conference, and this guy submitted. You ever heard of him? Well, I know Josh is saying I get it with uh, attrition and errata. People people have come to us saying, you know, this person is is planning on speaking, what do you know? And um, hopefully they won't get too mad at me, but at DEF CON... Last year, they initially yanked three talks. Then they decided to give one of the spots back to the guy. Mm. He did fine. One of the talks that got yanked, it was replaced by someone who impressed the living shit out of the crowd. He apparently had an awesome talk. And he wasn't going to be able to talk unless one of these charlatans got booted, basically. Um, So, yeah, it's one of those that, you know, if people come to us and they have a good reason to know... Uh, I'm not going to give you my list um, that's prejudicial, but if you say, hey, this person is supposed to speak, we want to know, is there any known problems? Yeah, I'll tell you what I know. I'll tell you my opinion of them. Right. I I would like to see more stuff like this. As long as it doesn't, like I said, as long as it doesn't prevent new people from getting access. So like RSA, you love them them or hate them? Hate them. They have a red star next to good speakers. <laughs> Stereo. Thanks for the award, cunt. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, but who, de- who determines those red stars? It's My based mom. on the scores. The From? Scores. From the people. The people who attend the, the Hopefully. con. Right. So who goes to RSA? My mom. Sales the people. biggest fucking cross-section of InfoSec and non-InfoSec you can imagine including a shit ton of people that don't know what they're talking about. Well, that's good, though. I thought those were the speakers. Both. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all of a sudden you have these people that don't know a lot about InfoSec that are rating these talks given by these people that don't know InfoSec sometimes. Hold well, on, I'd, hold on. I'd rather some cross-training in my ratings. I mean, as a speaker, I'd want to make sure that I'm providing value to people who are of multiple different levels, not just... You know, the fucking Lido Benito, awesome people. You know what I mean? Because maybe they'll rate me like shit because they're like, it's not technical enough. Fuck you. And then the other people will be like, that was awesome. Like, I didn't know any of it. Yeah, but and personally, I don't care. While I am not overly technical, the talks where you have to go in and know so much technical shit just to understand the first five minutes, mm-hmm. those are the kind of talks where it's like, man, give me a, a white paper. I want to read your paper about it because then I can digest it on my own. I can fire up the software. I can test it. I can figure this yeah, out. But I think the point of having those talks in general is that, you know what, dude? If you walk into a talk and you didn't do your fucking homework, it's on you. It's not on the speaker. Right. It's not on the conference. No, but what happens like, is— Like, you're the fucking asshead who walked into a talk that you were underqualified for. No, exactly, and I don't walk into those talks. But the problem is, uh, and this was really bad at Black Hat for a while uh, earlier, I don't know, 2003-04— you got to the point where they had these multiple tracks, and you're reading the the outlines, and you're like, my God, you know, I, I don't want to go to any of these talks. You're nothing to go to. Right. Huh. It's because for me to digest this, I mean, I, yeah, I understand you found a new way to bypass that. Yeah, fine. I want to test it myself. I want to see how this works. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that at my computer on my time frame with your white paper. You know? Yeah. So it got out of hand. It's the same reason that for a while Black Hat had four cross-site scripting talks, three SQL talks, one year, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, 
What the fuck is that? All right, well, so hold on. That's just bad. That's uh, a difference of bad selection. Yeah. We we ha- we do have a very diverse industry. So Yeah, you're right. I, There's tons of black people. <laughs> oh jeez. What? Right, my so me, my company is 10 times more diverse than the entire industry. That's true. Some people will need something really basic and introductory because that's the level they're at. Some people will need something really advanced and super kung fu. And one of the challenges with is we keep addressing the industry like it's one big industry. So if you, if you take that Raffalos blog post on uh, sharks and vending machines, and basically what he's saying is, look, most of you guys can't do the basics. So for you to be concerned about Anonymous or the Chinese is a waste of your time and money. Pot, kettle, black. So if, if he's if he's really talking to, like, entry-level folks, of course, fine. But if he's talking to people who have been getting their asses kicked by these very types of adversaries and are capable of adapting to that, then I'm not wrong for giving them things to do. Like, I gave a talk at Interop, and I should just stop going to Interop because it just makes me very depressed. But It sounds like a I gave a talk change. on. I gave a talk on um, standing up an open-source yeah. intelligence okay. practice, right? Okay, right. It's really easy. It's free. You can use a bunch of free and open source tools to do some some low hanging fruit stuff and get a taste for open source intelligence. And these guys, I melted their brains. It was completely the wrong audience. Whereas if I gave a talk on introduction to OSINT at like something more technical, you guys would make fun of me for being too obvious, right? So it's not that the message is wrong. It's about how do you better match the content for the audience type. I don't think we do a good job signaling that this blog post is t- targeted at people at this sophistication level, but this presentation is pr- targeted at people who have been doing instant response for five plus years. You know, we don't advertise that well, and certain cons might have a high, medium, or low, but that's that's one way to better connect maturity level with content. Yeah, I mean, so I was reading this blog that the, the beginning title was, you know, same message, same audience, um, and and it, it had to do with you know some of those exact articles um, about how people are delivering the wrong message to the wrong audience and the right message to the wrong audience <laughs> at the same time. Right. And and I think that um, there there isn't enough. I don't I don't even know how to say it. There isn't even uh, policing is the wrong word, but I don't have anything else right now because I'm drinking. Um, but but there isn't enough content policing, right? Like Jericho can't do it all. <laughs> and I know. As I know. much as I'd wish that he could. Me too. You know, I just like you know we we need a little bit more cleansing in the content that we have. It, you know, back to the fucking dubstep era. Yeah. Like we we need to not have as much shitty radio music. Like Jimi Hendrix would fuck someone up over the crap that's played on the radio. <laughs> Auto tune. What do you think he would say to that? Oh God, it's like the fucking. I have a meta split of the music industry. It is. <laughs> it totally is. It's just you can't do it without using that tool. Yeah, you can't you make can. music without auto tune somewhere in your fucking song. You can't do pen testing without meta split core or fucking canvas or something, right? Like fuck logging in. Why would you do that? I need to have my interpreter. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's awesome. I fucking uh, yeah, use the shit wrong. out of it. I fucking it. love it. Best thing ever. Great. You know, thank you for making my life easier. Like, it's like a calculator for mathematicians. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's become a crutch. How many people do you know that can pen test without it? But this is yeah, what I'm saying. Right? It's a calculator for mathematicians. Yeah. Like, a mathematician <sighs> knows how to fucking do that shit on paper, but chooses to use a calculator because they make it, faster. you know, it's faster. It's, you're more productive. You're, it's much easier. 
and you can hit a much wider array of issues in a more expedient fashion. But, I mean, oh. if you took that away, can people do things anymore? Yeah. No, it reminds me, and it's one of the kind of anecdotes I tell, and um, Ryan knows some of the people as well, but um, this one guy, Lane, he was a fucking wizard when it came to Unix systems. You put him in front of a keyboard, and he would root basically any Unix box without an exploit just by knowing all the local permissions, the groups, and everything, yeah. and watching him work, you walk away just going, did I actually see that happen? Right. You know? And those are the days that I miss because it was all about understanding the system and not using these crutches. You know, that's one of the, my favorite talks that I've seen in the last three years is this dude from Kaspersky gave a talk at uh, a con in Sweden about exploiting default installs of uh, Linux. And it was stand up the ISO, click on the VM, make a VM out of the ISO, turn it on, and then showed like 20 different ways to own shit. I yeah. was like, that, that that's was awesome. Real. I mean, it was just perfect. That was like, that's the stuff I want to see so much more of. Not like, well, I, mo I wrote this module. I can tell you what it does, and then you're just going to ignore it and hit dot slash bleh, and fucking win, and then you're going to show your clients that you're elite. Yep, those are the, the kind of attacks that are just, they're amazing to watch, whether it's a presentation or reading a PDF. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just fascinating. Oh, You know, um, I had a conversation with Moxie. Um, we're, we're kind of beating on the presenters, which we should, and we're kind of beating on the conference circuit organizers which we should but he had a really good point he's like you know i used to hate the the venues and then i used to hate all the other rockstar divas but you know he gave his keynote this uh or whatever his, his speech at defcon 20 and, pe and people were asking for him for autographs and he's like well i, I guess but you want to work on something together or you know do a research project together and they're like no no man i just want your autograph like, and oh, thank you. Here's out. here's the exit door to the infosec right. industry. <laughs> Bye. You know, but Harun Mir, in uh, we were at so, we were at this conference in South Africa, and he he gave a talk on there's too many cons. People do it for the wrong reasons. The ones that get the headlines don't end up mattering to your day job. It, and I felt really bad for Charlie Miller because he just gave a talk that was entertaining, but had nothing to do with their day jobs. Nothing. It was how he got kicked out of the App Store program. Um, I, I like to talk. It was entertaining. He's a good presenter. But, you know, part of this is that the, the people who go to these cons, they don't necessarily want to get better either. No. They just want entertainment. Yeah. I did, did. Wow. So, so what are you saying? I'm sorry, I'm watching, I'm watching Jericho shoot up right now. No, but I mean... <laughs> medicinal. Are you saying that it shouldn't be up. entertaining? No, I mean, you should have some entertainment, but... You know, one of the things I wanted to do this to this source Boston thing was if you can't tell me the three things people can go back to their day jobs and go do differently, then I don't want to accept it. So, like, there has to be some sort of apply section. And I don't mean like a mandatory and, slide or Yeah, like what people are going to take back from this speech and actually be able to use in their day to day work. And part know. of a con should be pure entertainment, but only part. I wish I wish I was not traveling that day and I was on that call because I would have had an awesome fight with you about that because I think that's fucking stupid. <laughs> And okay. I'll tell you why. Because Didn't you can you try were. and imperialize every piece of what someone's talk is going to be. But 
a lot of times what I get out of a talk is what is not said, implied, or how it's said. And that has nothing to do with how you're going to write your abstract. Right. Nothing. At all. You can't even fucking capture any of that. And if those people people are going to be removed because of their lack of, lack of, you know, fucking comprehensiveness in their abstract, I think that that... That that forces you back into the same process of having such a shitty speaker selection that the conference is worth nothing. No, we, we did not apply that, and I wasn't suggesting applied it everywhere. But I looked at the list and I said, "All right, some of these talks look pretty entertaining, but I'm not sure." What needs to happen is so one of the CFP teams, I think it's Black Hat, uh, when they get the abstract and everything, if they are curious, have questions, or whatever, they ask. They they have a dialogue with you, and they try to figure out what's going on. Yeah. That needs to happen more, not just this blind, oh, well, here's 50 abstracts. No, Go yeah, through and, them. And I agree that, like, with what Josh is saying around, like, I need to be able to get something from it. But but not having that dialogue, to me, removes the ability to figure out what I am going to get from it. Besides, you know, the, oh, you're going to learn how to do SQL injection on Yahoo, fucking whatever. <laughs> right? Like, maybe that talk has nothing to do with SQL injection on Yahoo because that's the example. But what you're really getting out of it is the process of how to find it. Right. But and see, an abstract can easily cover that, that part. Sure. It can. Like but, you- but now if somebody – I mean, back to your speaker ratings, right? If you have one person do that talk or another person do that talk, same slide, same content, you could get nothing from it and a ton of stuff from it just because the speaker is a good speaker. See, that also brings up an interesting thing is, um, and how is it Derby that does it where you present someone else's slide or whatever? Yeah. So here's, I think, and I'm talking out my ass, so bear with me, but here's a good rule. Can I take my presentation, give it to you, and you deliver it just as well as me? If the answer is yes, I need to work on my presentation. So can we just have a con <laughs> where all of us submit presentations and then you get someone else's to give? But that's the thing. I'm saying that that's yeah, bad. Presentation roulette. Well, that's what well, I'm saying. Well, no, th- there's a con that does that. It's the, the roulette or whatever. Well, but, no, but that's just for jokes. I know, but that's the I'm thing. I'm saying, is can we actually do it? I'm saying we shouldn't encourage it. Why not? Seasides. Be- because when you give a talk, your slides, yeah, I can present on your slides, but I want you to present because of your experience, because of what you inject that's not on those slides. Well, but if you're a good enough teacher, you could teach somebody to convey that message. Right. But in every, so if, if, every I sick, if I can't teach you how to give my slides, how am I supposed to teach the audience no, no, what no. I was talking about? You can teach me how to give the slides, and sure, I can go through your slides, and you know, I can say, oh, well, you do this, this, and this, and you know, I heard this and that. But it's not going to carry the firsthand experience and those anecdotes and those little quips that you throw in that okay. make it a better talk, and not just a better talk, but one that really sticks with me. So what if they co-present with you, and they, they add those fun bits in? Well, it's kind of what Josh and I do, you know. It's like uh, so the, the like, cy- you have experience doing things, and he just hangs out and talks. No, the the cyber war talk. Um, <laughs> uh, he ended. Hi, up, Josh. Yeah, on the podcast. Are you here? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Josh ended up doing probably two thirds of the cyber war talk, but it was really Josh heavily just fell out of his yeah. chair because he's drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he had like, more him. he had more time on stage, but in reality, <coughs> you know, we both went through those slides, and at any given point. There was a few that he had to present, and there were some that I had to. Mm-hmm. But a good cross-section of it, either of us could have done. Yeah, but, you know, I think your point is 
I mean, we, we collaborated, so that's a little different. But if it was Ed Scotus gave a cyborg talk, he could not have given our slides because we had a unique spin. Right, I mean, and when, we couldn't give evaluate, Ed's. Go ahead. When I evaluate these CFPs or when I try to pick which show, which talks am I going to go attend if I'm at a con, you know, I'm asking myself, is this topic unique? Does this person have unique perspective? Is this something that's pretty commonplace? Like, I, I actually look for something that I'm going to learn something brand new. So that should right? be a given. And, that, and that's the thing is, like, why isn't a cross-site scripting talk accepted anywhere? Does that person really bring anything new to the table? Is it a one-hour talk around a three-character change that bypassed some fucking waff? Uh, that's not enough for me. That's not so, like, I saw day. a ton of big zero data day. things. Oh, yeah. It's zero day now, right? Doesn't it look like he's naked? <sighs> So J- Nickerson, last year at Source, when we were doing the CFP. Uh, like hey, Josh, real quick. They're looking at yeah. pictures of you while found, you talk. We found a naked picture of you. I just wanted to see your face, dude. I miss you. Okay. Well, I miss you, too. Okay. Proceed with the Awkward kitchen button. banging. Kitchen banging. So, oh, my God. I'm looking banging. Yeah, the kitchen banging. Nickerson. Uh, well, it sounds like someone's banging him in the kitchen behind him. You can spank with anything. Just yeah. grab whatever He's you just, want. He really wants to talk about the CFP. All right, so someone presented this or submitted this big data thing, but you could tell it was vendorware, and you had a really good point. You're like, dude, if we want to have a big data talk, let's get Rob Bird on. Like, right. So you, you have this idea that you can match someone who has expertise or has knowledge yeah. with, with the right topic. So sometimes it's not even about how well the CFP is written, but is that person have the background or knowledge or credibility? To yeah, but there's plenty of people that – I mean – Yes, 100%. And then on the other side, there's plenty of people that probably have even more knowledge that none of us have ever met because they're the fucking worker bees who, like, really make the shit work instead of talking about it. You know what I mean? That would be an That's- awesome conference, one where the attendees pick the speakers and the topics they present on. Yeah. So that'd be the shit. I mean, we'd have to like fucking kidnap people because then. Well, no, no, no. I mean, Sorry, I'm doing shit then. And be like, mm, so like a year. No, in, you're not. <laughs> a year in advance, I sign up I have to. Your kid. And and I say I'm going to attend this talk, and then I'm like, you know, now I'm going to build my perfect talk, and I list. I want Chris talking about red team. I want Ryan talk about this. I want Josh talk about stupid fucking words. I have to look up every time he says them. Whatever, <laughs> you know. And I love you too. Yeah, I know. So then they take all those and they go to them and they say, hey, we had you know 87 percent of our are people that are going to be attending, they want you to talk on this topic, would you? And go and going back to your point, we will pay for your help throw that. Yeah, we'll we'll pay for your travel and your hotel. Everything. You know. Yeah. So you know, just so that it's taken care of. And And then then, all the attendees get to pick where we're gonna have it too. Besides Aspen, man, we still gotta do that. I'm I don't have to be any ski sides, yeah. The ultimate elevator pitch on the ski lift. By the way, when is Ski Sides this year? Because I would like to come. You're not invited. Oh, shit. Was that out loud? I just, wow. Here's I, just, deal. I just invited myself. Here's, Here's your deal. He's your friend. You're, you're more than welcome to come. Um, we will release the information to the people who are supposed to come. And when you get that information, you know, feel free to drop by. And don't share it with anyone else or they'll get mad when they show up to the wrong place, too. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's going to be an intermediary. We're going to have proxy attendants. So you have to show that you are a good skier and a good presenter. Someone's going to then you get the real invite. Yeah, someone's going to be there parsing the first day, identifying who's allowed to actually go. Like there's a gate. It's like a gateway con. It's the bunny slope. Yeah. There's going to be there's going to be presentations the first day, and everybody's going to think that's going to be con. Then you're going to get tapped as you're leaving the place to be like, okay, you can get on the bus. So good. We want you to get on the black bus tomorrow. Yeah, you can go to the black diamond next. Right. Right. Time for you to go double. I gave up skis when I got my first snowboard so as long as i can snowboard how does how does blowing people work out for you it's not called snowboard con it's called <laughs> ski sides no it you could do whatever you i don't i don't i'm not a skier that hates snowboards i i i ride with snowboarders but at the same time i mean you're better than them we understand no it's cool to go slow <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome thing to go slow <laughs> it's it's like you know you smoke your weed you fucking blah, 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 you, you know go down your little things and you know, make your big turns and fucking wear Jenko jeans or whatever the fuck you wear. <laughs> Remember the Jenko jeans like all the ravers used to wear them with the like, uh, size the 90? giant thing? Yeah, yeah, and they were like, you look like your legs were fucking oil pipes. You wear those to pipes. snowboard? I don't know. They, they wear fucking black people clothes anyway. And, yeah, they <laughs> ride them down here and everything. Huh. Yeah, it's it's hip. It's Yo. not even black people clothes anymore because the white people monopolized it. Like, they fucked them out of that. They were like, hey, your style? Yeah, we're going to take that, too. Like, that kind of, that white people suck. Hey, that, that style that, hate white people. that, that they, style they, that looks really stupid and makes everything. no sense, we're going to steal that yeah. because we're dumb. That's pretty much how the guy last night that Shea clocked was, was dressed. Sideways hat, yeah. big old gold chain, big old fucking baggy Oh, he pants. got two chains? He had, he had three, oh. actually. Damn, three chains. Three he chains. one up in that dude? He had one that looked like one, like he had one on a- uh, He had a medallion? Medallion on his little- on He one had of a his fucking chains. medallion? It looked like, it, well, to be fair, it looked like one of those ones you like buy the kit in the toy stores to, like yeah. to like etch in your own little pattern and you paint it and shit yeah so he had like the fucking uh the shit you get at a fair with the squish yeah, penny yeah, yeah. yeah. Like sort of like penny that. you squish it and sort you like, like oh. type text on it it wasn't exactly like, a squish yeah, penny but yeah sort my of like sucker that. you know yeah. and, and she ended up knocking him the fuck out. That was pretty funny. But yeah, anyway, you know yeah, he's awesome. Going. Did you give him the like you got knocked out by a girl? <laughs> no, it's funny because when they were throwing him out the, uh, so they, were kid, they were throwing the guy After out. She clipped him. After she knocked him out, <laughs> and the, and one of the security this guards is way is, than is, uh, starts yelling at, at the guy that was dragging him out, like, "Hey, he says you hit him." He's like, "I didn't fucking hit him. The girl hit him." And she actually had to come back up she's to the guy, and she's like, "No, no, no, I I hit him." And the guy's like, "No way, she didn't hit me like that." Yeah, I I i hit Wit- you. witnesses <laughs> congratulations you got knocked out by a 22 year old girl <laughs> who weighs about 110 pounds he wasn't happy oh and then we ran into him again later that night we stole his cab <laughs> <laughs> you're like hey dude thanks for the cab peace <laughs> oh so, so you he, he probably tonight. that's what yeah, he, that's she what walked up he probably saw her and was like oh shit <laughs> that's what your cab that's your cab she does one of these she's like <laughs> like, like, like chicken box all, out of stuff. All like five foot three of her. Yeah. Dude falls over over the curb. He's like, oh shit. Uh, a friend of mine has had Bruce Schneier steal his cab three times now, so now he calls cab stealing the Schneier. Oh my Schneier. I would, I would, I would, steals send, I would send him a brand new silk shirt with a dragon on it just for doing that. He I'd steals. Be like, this will work out with the rest of your wardrobe. You fucking ancient shit. Schneier steals cabs and ideas. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're quiet? Did you shut up from that? Are you kidding me? No, What's wrong? Not really. No, not you. Oh. Other talking guy on the microphone. Yeah, because 
Um, I don't think Josh is having as much fun as he he thought he would with us today. Oh, he is. I, I'm having so much fun. He's okay. he's still on. He's still he can on. hang up at any time. He just time. gets very quiet every now and then when we make some comment like, "I thought Josh was going to say something that." No, nope. he just sat there very quietly. That's because and his boss will magically hear about it. Nah. And be like, hey, don't talk shit about my friends. No, that's because he's on under his full real name, so he's got to be very careful. We can give what him whatever name well, we want. Plus, you guys were complaining that there was pots and pans banging. Hey. There's still pots and pans banging. I married an Italian from Connecticut. She's making all the ho- homemade sauces. It takes don't some don't let her near your kids. Hey hey Josh, you you can hang up and you can call back under another <laughs> Was that name. Too soon? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh come on. Wow. I'm from Connecticut. Too soon. So you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I'd shoot those little fucks too. I mean, no, my bad. <laughs> That's not cool oh, to say. That's way too soon. That guy's a fucking. I wish. To Have you seen God that? God, he didn't kill himself. I I, looked, I, he should be tortured. I love the CNN picture. They keep showing that black and white photo of him as a headshot, and they're like, "We, no one ever suspected that he was like this." I'm looking at that picture, going, "He looks unstable. Up. He yeah. looks really demented." How could you? Uh, granted, it's CNN, so they picked the one that was gonna. I, I and speaking of that, I'm give s- that impression. Most, I am but. still waiting for one of these times CNN's gonna go over and they're gonna interview and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, I kind of expected it from that guy. Yeah. I mean, he was really fucked he was up. Really fucked up. He, he, he's this got one time. He's he got he this, took a trophy and jammed it up. He's, yeah. he's got a podcast thing in his Look basement, and he's he's got this like contraption. He blows on on his porch shit all over his house. Like, what the uh, fuck's with that guy? Mm-hmm. He's a DJ. We're we're DJ. we're a little we're a little DJ surprised PJ. he didn't do it sooner. I'm just waiting for that. That's what's gonna make him snap. We're gonna say DJ PJ. You, know, you guys keep you guys keep bringing up this trophy up the butt. Is it because speaking you, of awards, is, is that how award winning podcast? Yeah. No, because that's how every podcast starts here. Yeah. Is this how you became an award winning podcast? Yeah, Obviously, absolutely. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. You got any other questions there, fucking smart guy? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's because we had taken, that was the year we had taken off, like, from April 1st until, like, September or October. Like we did this year. <laughs> no, this time we took off way longer. Like all of it. Um, And somehow, you know, we, we made less podcast episodes than the year before. High we, quality, dude. Yeah, quality, not quantity. Yeah, we got I huge quality. I don't know if we had quality. Huge. That's thick. Compared to the year before, maybe. Thick quality. Thick, thick hard. Thick and hard. Long, quality. thick, and hard quality. quality. It's like wood. Sometimes multiple quality. Sometimes, yeah. A couple, <laughs> couple times we just do two, three qualities in a row. <laughs> uh, so, huh? yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about speakers. and New topic. I think we beat that one to death. Come on. Yeah, okay. What? Uh, oh, speakers? No, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. I'm done with it. Next topic. Josh. Anonymous? Josh? Anonymous? No. Oh, God, no. no. That's dumb. Nope. Ooh. No. Yeah? Obama's man of the year. He's the man of the year? He's yeah, the Times year. man of the year. You kidding me? There's a petition to get uh, one of the teachers that basically jumped in front of the students to defend them to get her as person of the year. Yeah. But yeah, Obama well, got but it. But Obama did such a good job with the Benghazi stuff. Right? Yeah, but no. you know. <laughs> no, but he I did mean, such a good seriously. job with Egypt. No. No, legitimately, Ryan, you got to think of it this way. He, he has the best scrapbook he on was the entire the, fucking yeah. internet. He His was Flickr there. page is no, awesome. No. He was there after the shooting to take pictures at the school with the remaining children. And he had so the little, little tear. The nope. small tear. He's, he's, he's getting man of the year because of the way he handled his Nobel Prize. Four years ago? 
equally deserved. Come Did on. he oh, yeah. jam it in someone's ass and make <laughs> and it pop it into yeah, it? If he, didn't, if he didn't make someone bleed on it, then it's... Speaking of that, Boris just keeps blowing it. Let's bring him on real yeah, quick. Hey, Josh. So that can we, we throw can... you away? No, we don't have to. We can bring no, him we on, can, too. We can, can, oh, okay. we can do... You have technology? Oh, my God. This is oh, a fucking Skype. game bang podcast. Man, DJ PJ rocks. DJ can we PJ. Do, can we do... But we can't do a conference call? We need that. DJ. Let's do a conference call. PJ. PJ is the most satisfying on the the funny part is I should upload a video I don't know of DJ PJ's response to all this. Like he's over there doing vodka shots and cutting himself. It's the only way he can deal with these people. Yeah. Well, that's why we actually had to take the break. It wasn't because we didn't want to record or that we weren't in town at the same time. It was PJ had like just giant slits all up and down his arm. We had to let him heal for a little while. Whoa. What happened? <laughs> Chris, Chris heard the word slit, okay? Uh, and heal. <laughs> oh, is this gonna work? Please talk amongst is this, yourselves. Is this, is this actually gonna work? Of course. Oh, talk amongst yourselves. Says the person that took like a thirty-minute blowjob break already. It's fifteen. He didn't. He didn't take that long. I know you were over there with the stopwatch. Well, I two-time him. He's got a record so yeah. far. His record's only three minutes. <laughs> he has he, the eye blow. He did a really nice. It's an app. On that one. He did tongue, finger, and oh yeah, yeah. I go all the way down to the base and lick his ass. Yeah, and then he does at the same this, time. Well, and he kind of does this thing with his chin where he kind of turns this? it like this. I mean, you get the, 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 the friction. Just right. But yeah. the first part, I puke a little bit so that it kind of gets <laughs> crusted, and then I can twist it so that it, it's firm and it does the tickler. Yeah. Josh, wish you were here. I could lick his balls <laughs> and then tickle his ass with the with the uh, goatee area. You know. Josh, hey, you want to talk about security there, dude? Josh, I'll give you ten dollars <laughs> to uh, put this on speaker so your wife can hear everything. No. She can't. The family's not there. He ditched them. Someone was banging in the kitchen. Yeah, or his banging? ass. One or the other. Yeah, if your family's off doing a Christmas thing, you want to do? Who's banging around in the kitchen? Uh oh. Don't do that's divorce mode. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> I know how this works. <laughs> He's got eighty-seven hours of footage to prove it. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> I've got fourteen different angles. <laughs> With high def audio, mm-hmm. <laughs> man, that was good stuff. I got to see that presentation, man. <laughs> How to oh, bug your house? I'll, I'll give you a PDF. <laughs> oh, dude, I want to learn from that. I want to take my see, time. There's a speech. What? I think I, there's a speech. Everybody, I think, could walk away from from with with some learning knowledge, some learned knowledge. <laughs> How to bug Wait, your house? Do we have Boris or not? Yeah, hey, I'm here. Hey, hey. Boris. Wait. What's up? I'm just listening in the background to Josh's uh, anal probing. That wasn't no, that wasn't Josh. Oh, yeah. oh, they're all whispering. What's going on? I'm the one with the bat, the pots and pans banging in the background. That's a uh, code for his wife banging his ass. His wife's off some Christmas things, so it's not his wife banging him in the ass. Somebody else. It's one oh. of those robotic dildo things. Josh, are we outing you on our podcast, dude? He has a robo. <laughs> he has the robo fuck chair. <laughs> He's just sitting there getting hammered on in the chair. Every once in a while, in order to celebrate the great success, he, he just sits, bangs he sits two on the pots together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the signifier. I came. Ding. His wife comes in, gives him a cookie, and leaves again. <laughs> yeah. Happy Saturday. Daddy's yeah. in the chair. Don't bother me. Now, now you see why. Now you see why Josh works from home. <laughs> I wish I had your life, dude. I'm totally jealous. Uh that was fun. So what's up, Boris? Boris? Your turn. Your turn. 
What's up, dude? Yay! This 15 minutes brought to you by our sponsor, Jaded Security. <laughs> I'll get the teledildonics on right now. Oh, my God. Oh, you need to put put the Symbian on, the thing you sit on. That way you and Josh can both be sitting in the same thing. I left mine in the office. Chris Stern. Dude. I'm I'm telling you. I well, just as a side note. Um, Put a hold on the security talk one yeah, more time. Just, no, no, no. This is actually security oh, talk okay. and teledildonics talk merged together. Here we go. Hack a, so, dildo, hack a dildo and make it kill somebody? No, I did. I, I finished. I did all that shit. I got the fucking thing, finally. What thing? The, the, the electronic fuck thing. Oh, yeah. I have one. Oh, really? It's at the house now. <laughs> I have to start calling now before I come over. <laughs> no, it's amazing. He's gonna set it up so the internet can control it. No, no, I haven't fucked it yet. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, oh, let's let's not mince words. I will fuck that thing. But what I'm saying is, you just haven't had to yet. I haven't had to yet because yeah, I bartenders just, I just look. I just look at it and it amazes me and the, intimidates him at the same time. You open it and there's a series of these belts. That are all made out of oh, the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the real touch. It's is that what it's called? No, real you know touch is a doll. <laughs> That's no, the real, real doll. doll is a doll. Yeah, real yeah, doll. Real, yeah. What is this thing called? Yes, I think it's a touch. The real touch. Yeah. And this Boris is one of the belts that we were talking Boris about. Boris is a where pro. You yes. Spin them up really fast and make so, my yeah, like soft the, my yeah, but on my the site. Yeah. Boris, you're a sad, lonely man back there, aren't you? <laughs> 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 Chris, Chris is talking about an electronic fuck toy, and Boris is the sad one. Well, Boris is the one going, yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but you can upload. Yeah, I'm working on my B-Sides uh, Sense Project. You can upload videos. Of yourself fucking this? No, thing? you can upload any video. And then you can make, there's a, um, there's a programming API kit yeah. that you can get from them, uh-huh. which I also have. <laughs> so you can take your favorite porno. And make clips to change the wetness, the heat, the speed, and the pressure. Now, mind you, I what if you're watching like a squirter video? Like exactly. Can it run out? Can it run out of liquid? Does it have a reservoir? It's got a fucking tank. (laughs) You know, I'm serious. This thing's—it's huge. It's bigger than my laptop. The sad part is, you know, I'm not jealous of you, Chris. I'm jealous of the guy who gets to put that on his resume. I wrote the API for this shit. For yeah, for, for I designed this fuck toy. Yeah. So the the API it probably for the fuck sells toy. better than any other security any so security stuff for yeah. Ryan, and all of this different stuff. Yeah. You can control and you can upload these videos. Yeah. So what I want to try and do is get enough user accounts because there's a review forum where people are like, oh, if you want awesome fucking deep throat action, go to three minutes and 35 seconds of this video. So I want to get enough people to review certain portions that we get them into like the five minute one and somebody's just banging the fuck out of this thing. And then we just cut the lube, fucking increase the heat, make the pressure 100 <laughs> percent and fucking turn the speed all the way up and just pull their dick directly off. <laughs> Like, <laughs> owned you. Sorry, dude. Pulled your dick. I like my hack took your dick off of your body. Another That's example of why social networking is bad. Can you imagine? By bad, you mean good. Could you imagine what know, would happen I like my if dick you upload that video? 
Oh my god. People be walking around with their fucking mangled little cucumber in their shorts trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> their fucking wives would be like, What happened? Wives would be like, like some three o'clock in the morning. Just, uh, just sitting in the bathroom with blood all over their fucking hands. They look like they aborted a fetus in the fucking toilet. Ryan, I think there's a <laughs> definite takeaway. When we go to his place, we're not going upstairs ever again. <laughs> It's like stairs? No, Home God, no. Home defense system. Why? Oh, because I fuck an electronic toy in my kitchen every once in a while. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm just not going to come over, dude. There's a fuck toy up there. It might be clean, but don't put your dick in it. Yeah. Just in case. I did finger it, though. I had to I see what it was feeling like. <laughs> moral, it was a moral imperative, imperative for him to finger it, okay? You can't fist it. Can't fist it. Nope. Not stretchy enough? Or? N- next model. It's tight. New attachment? Yeah. It's made for so, Asian so Chris, people, I think. You ran a network command on it? Uh, oh, I put the command on it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, the network command on his finger? How many fingers? Can, yeah. That's God. Fucking Lenny. That, that guy. Idiot. Chris, Chris overflowed it. Uh, no, it has a huge so, so you did this with finger? Yeah. Finger, 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 yeah. finger. <laughs> that was the funniest we episode. We basically sat there and tried to make this guy say finger as many times <laughs> as possible. He kept saying it, and he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't fucking children it. like us. He just, he kept, he was like, well, then I, I wrote a script that would allow me to finger every user on the box. And I was like, that's awesome. How did it feel? And he was like, <laughs> How was well, it finger it every out. user's box? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he just... There was just these huge watermelons going up in the air, and he just he didn't he, get it. Not only did he not have a bat, like he was he was fucking he was an astronaut, and we were playing baseball, and it just it was the best. But somebody I think ended up cluing him in because the next time we saw him, he wasn't real happy. Oh, he, was, <laughs> yeah, he, he gave you a different kind of finger. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm positive that that so, dude probably would just go so run away. I'd like to point out that you guys completely changed your tone when we got dated. Did Jaded inspire this conversation? No, we just no, got we bored with totally. you. We were just done with your boring security stuff. I'm actually <laughs> reaching out to, to the. <laughs> we, uh, no, we have, let, let's be fair. We have to we have to appreciate Josh for giving us a little bit of security. Honestly, Josh, there's input. reasons that people probably have already turned this podcast off because they were done. You know, like they listened to you talk, and then we started talking again. And they're like, "All right, back to the depravity." Yeah, Fuck this. Hey, delete. <laughs> it was okay so, when those guys walked away to smoke a cigarette, yeah. and then it came back. Th- oh, this yeah. podcast works by finding that balance between Josh and I and Ryan and Chris. Well, it's kind of ADD, right? It's, a little bit. It, like we're squirrel. There's no, it's not kind of ADD. Anything. It's that's super ADD. ADD. But but that's why it applies to. That's why we won podcast. League. And then Jericho and and, and Josh show up. <laughs> and it's like taking. It's like being fed Adderall. You just. Come so speaking of, Boris, what hey. is going on, dude? Nothing. Wanted to thank you guys for having me on. Obviously, thanks, Snooze, for getting me on. Um, yeah. you, you can keep trying to suck Chris's dick over the radio, but he's got this thing at home that apparently will take care of the farms. <laughs> Don't bother. You, dude, you do not stack up. I could sit. I could trying sit. Trying to get the SDK now. No, I'll, no, I'll send it to you, and then like, like you could email me, and I'll be like. Hey, ready? Blow me. Hey, Boris, like, write some. And just start yeah. dicks. Boris, write some apps for me. <gasps> There's I, an auto blow I, too, I, by the way. There's an auto blow. <laughs> Look it up. Wait, I got. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, no, just let him talk. While All right, go ahead, Boris. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm. He's no, excited. I, I gotta, I he, gotta Google search a little bit. Here. Boris is learning. Okay. I'm, I'm learning. The developer program is closed, but I'm trying to get in. I bet you I'm are. Get the Android version for you guys. Speaking of which, did you did you ever see the flashlight with the tablet add-on on the top of it so you can fuck the tablet and it has like a girl I like have bouncing her ass? They have one for the iPhone too. Yeah, 
iPhone's a little small. Really? That's awesome. I'm just Ooh, saying. It's a little creepy. It's a little small. Chris, well, I Chris hooked it up to his 55-inch TV, you know, just yeah, to the be humping. safe. <laughs> He's like, Are you kidding me? He I wanted can't... a big ass. Oh, BBW, he's like, he was like, he was like the humping you robot. You can't make it feel like you're fucking a big girl. He was like the humping robot, robot chicken. He just walked to the TV. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, he, he's got the robot on, on the floor, and then he's oh, got, got the, the little... 55-inch screen above it. No, I got the two. I got like a two-step ladder, <laughs> and then the the big giant 600-pound girl is on the 55-inch TV. And then the and safety then the, harness. Yeah, then the safety harness and the fuck toy is taped with duct tape to the back of it, so I can. Go like this, and then look in the mirror, and it looks like I'm dogging it out. And, and then the, the butler to listen for my safe word. Jeeves. Yes. Yeah. So he's, what's, there, he's there to cut the power. Be, before we let Boris actually talk, what, what's the name of this <laughs> little sex toy you bought? What's the actual the product name? Real touch. It's the flashlight iPad case. I'm actually ordering it right now. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> well, you know, there there's an actual uh, Come on, exotic, exotic liability iPad that you could maybe win the game. Go with that. Come on, oh, Bor- awesome. Boris, then be honest. Re- then you could really fuck Nickerson while talking to one of them. Come on, Boris. Fess <laughs> up. Th- you're ordering your third one. They get a real touch with Savannah Steel. The first two broke. Really? I ripped it right off the case. Oh, uh, yeah. You crashed that app like a pro. Like a pro. You ripped up all the plastic. Real the touch. The plastic vagina. Yeah. No, Chris like, brought it up on the laptop. Like a yeah, boss. Like a, there's an enhancement package. Where is that like you can you can give your real touch an extended climax? Okay. I don't know. Chris is still learning it. What? What's that? It's like Viagra for your doll. Echoing like God. Uh, it looks like it's small, but it's huge. Is it better now? Yeah, it's good. Uh, so don't worry, they're distracted by uh, stuff on the laptops. So uh, Skype on the OSX keeps. Uh, Boris, I have to I have to give you a giant thank you. Um, God damn, that is big. For um, for <laughs> Yacy. Um, and and showing me how Yacy or Yassy or whatever the fuck it is works. Uh, that's right? that's Yassi bomb. Is so that's awesome. the shit. Yep. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you get DA and you get that. You own everything. They have. Yeah, but I mean, just without without any credentials. Without DA, it's pretty good too. It's fucking baller. Are you kidding me? Is that Bluetooth? So, um, <laughs> so if if any of you have never heard of Yassi, like Y A C Y, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, it's unfucking believable. It is a giant distributed search engine, so you can even put it on multiple boxes, right? And you sit there, and it goes out and spiders SMB. It's spiders HTTP. It's spiders fucking FTP. And then um, I found that you can write plugins to it. So oh, yeah, it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah. I I wrote a plugin for mm-hmm. WebDAV. So it'll spider for WebDAV too when it looks for HTTP, and it goes through in any of the SMBs that allows null sharing. It just indexes everything, FTPs, everything else. It'll index everything it can find as it crawls the entire network, and then puts it into your search engine so you can go search for stuff. And do we were wrecking shop in this network that was like you know the ultra secure like scanner didn't find anything type shit. And finding web configs, finding PCF files so that I could get to, like, other secured zones, like, all this other stuff. And I just, like, huge thank you for showing me that. That thing is fucking banging. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. Banging. Great word. Uh, the real ch- joystick is free. Oh, yeah, I'm looking for it right now. I know what Ryan's going to buy. No. He'd be like, honey, I'm gone again. Get the joystick out. He's like, good thing I packed my luggage. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, so what what have you been doing, Boris, dude? I haven't I haven't talked to you since uh, since being in uh, Columbia together. That was only two weeks ago. <laughs> he just bounced. He's like, fuck it, I'm out. He dropped five bars. All right, still, well, you still have Josh? Back to, back to real security talk with Josh Corman. Kind of impressive that it only took four minutes to get Boris out of here. Josh is a trooper. Did yeah. Josh drop I too? I love that guy. Josh got duration. Josh, are you still there? Was I giving you praise even though you can't talk back? Yeah. Cool. He's gone too. So. Uh, now what? Man, I'm thinking a smoke break before we bring so on Wim. So what's this thing you were talking about? No, wait, I'm people. still looking for the auto blow thing. <laughs> <laughs> auto blow. I, I searched for auto blow and I got all kinds of things that were not real touch. Well, no, the real touch. Search for real touch for the auto blow. That's a totally different machine. Oh, okay, gotcha. Chris, I'm just saying if you're function, just into blowjobs, I thought it was a function inside the real touch. Auto blow. Auto Chris, blow. please give him the URL. He's going to be up well, for no, 24 hours if you don't. There's okay. a masturbation machine called RoboticBlowjob.com. You know right? <laughs> auto blow. There's a real touch coupon if anybody would like to do some research. Um, I like to call it research. Hey. $100 to the first person yeah, save that publishes a vulnerability in this thing. I have one. Publish it. I want that shit in OSVDB, man. Okay, done. I'll write it up tomorrow. This is I'll funny. keyword that. No, so I won't write it up tomorrow, but I'll write it up before the end of the year. I'll keyword that so that you go into OSVDB and you all text That's awesome. search for sex. And boom, here's your vulner- my, vulnerability up top. My two my two vulnerabilities that will be in OSVDB will be my motorcycle oh, and, and a fuck toy. Yes. <laughs> which are both... Technically fucked <laughs> so, so, I, I like there's three models of the auto blow. I know. There's the, the blast, the max, and the pico. The pico, dude. Pico, that's a goddamn editor. Apparently no. it also means very Pico small. auto blow? Yeah, it edits the, the amount auto of semen pico. you have in your <laughs> balls. If you nice. order if you order by December twenty second, you Too can get thirty five percent. No, today's the 22nd. The right? auto blow pico. Yeah. Order now. Yeah. So you got a few hours to order then. There you go, dude. Go ahead and order one. I'm yeah, I am. You I'm can save thirty five percent on all orders on over a hundred dollars. I like you know how they do shootouts with like scanners and everything else? Like there's an actual do a shootout with man oh, mangasms. There is. I'm watching it. Hey Boris, right when you order, make sure you yeah, use Chris's right affiliate link so he gets credit for the sale. Yeah. <laughs> use uh use coupon use the coupon code save at fifty <laughs> and you'll save fifty dollars off of your favorite Look at this, he's shoving fucking markers in the pussy. <laughs> Look at that. Look. He's fucking it with an Expo marker. That's awesome. Fuck this he didn't, podcast. He didn't go all oh, over the base. He's drilling that thing. One of, one Look of at you, it. It's fucking shaking. It's freaking out. Are one of you going to go ahead and admit that this is one of the sponsors? So 448 shoppers bought this item today. Right. Well, yeah, there's a fucking crazy sale going on. Obviously. Fucking, Wouldn't you buy it? I mean, cyber, we're buying it. So cyber, cyber Christmas Day. Did you see the mangasms? I'm not sure how I feel with those. What? <laughs> On that same autoblow site, there's the mangasm. Oh, I'm watching reviews yeah. of the fucking yeah, I don't know about that. e-butthole thing. It looks like a <laughs> fleshlight, but it's actually a butthole. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I like the gel, because just, they're just mashing this gel into oh, this fucking yeah. tube. <coughs> so I didn't know Stoya had a fleshlight. What? Stoya's got a flashlight. Oh, yeah. She's pimping it on Stoya's her. Uh, Dude, everybody has a flashlight now. Like, all these porn stars have their own ex- little flashlight. Hey, yeah. excuse me. 
She's been pimping her flashlight on her Twitter feed for freaking a year now. How yeah, do you not know I, about it? Because I don't pay attention to Twitter anymore. Yeah, but if, follow porn stars. Uh, They're at least I interesting. Fo- I, that's what I follow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I pay attention like, to dumbasses always... like us. Oh, yeah. It's like two, two years ago, we advocated for all porn stars yeah. to have Twitter accounts and have them be followed. This thing is fucking awesome. It looks like a coffee grinder that you put your dick in. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Look at this. What's it called? The auto blow. Oh, dude. Yeah, He's yeah. taking it apart. Yeah. It's pretty involved. He's like, oh. I wish, Look at this. Wait. Wait. For all, Wait. For all Wait. seven Wait. of our Here. listeners, here's a fun Look fact. Attrition.org, two of the first people we followed, Sasha Gray and Stoya. Yeah. Sasha got boring, though. Yeah. Did you know there's a mangasm pocket rocket? <laughs> <laughs> Back to this. This is so awesome. I miss doing this podcast, No, we're... Man. we're <laughs> you guys do find the best stuff. We're... we're oh, okay. That's fine. We're, we're going to take we're, a smoke break here. We're giving Boris like a fucking Christmas Boris is going to have his own episode. Yeah, by smoke break, I think we really know what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to go try out the Mangasm Pocket Rocket. We know what Are Ryan's going to order, and we okay. know what Chris is going to use. If I had the auto blow here, auto blow blast. I would be fucking it right now. Yeah. Guaranteed. Hey, did anyone see what Chris drove up in? That, that thing, that will, big old truck. Yeah, it'll transport all these toys. What do you think he's gotten back right now? I bet dead hookers. Yeah, and <laughs> and a rocking chair. And yeah, <laughs> a chair. I literally have a rocking and chair. A chainsaw because if you cut them up just right, you can fit more in there. Look at that. Jesus, look at these people just banging. Fucking gross. Whoa, <laughs> it's a prosthetic massager. Uh, that. On that one, we have to cut for disk space, and then we're coming back at this motherfucker with Boris, if Boris has time. Boris? Yeah, 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 I'm here. All right. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, we, we definitely have to bring Boris back. We have right. a, a Boris, couple we topics. Need, we need a smoke back and, uh, smoke and break. no, a back smoke back. Oh, my God, a picture of a monkey jerking off. Got to click it. <laughs> have to click it. Moral imperative. Now you it. all know how yeah. to get Chris Nickerson to click your link. Yeah, we'll talk, talk to you in a minute, dude. I'm going to watch this monkey jerk it. Oh, yeah. And it, that was the only thing. Big old gummy balls. I got those for a reason. Did you win any money off your ticket? I won two he bucks. Hasn't, he hasn't scratched. Aww. But I got a dollar. He's too busy slapping gumballs in and around his mouth. I got a dollar that says he can take all those gumballs Boris, can you hear us? I can. Woo! DJ PJ wins. DJ PJ. PJ. At KCOK. DJ PJ's BJ's. Oh, man. Hey. This is going to be awesome. Hi, dude. Hey. So what have you been up to, man? No, I'm working on some projects. I've been off actually a couple days. So. What kind of projects? Stuff. Real Just uh, trying to scope some extra work and uh, trying to get my ThoughtCon talk together. Um, Eric and I are doing a talk on exploiting business logic at ThoughtCon. So nice. it should be fun. Awesome. What's up? Um... Yeah, I got a Bloomberg network running at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what blog have you been writing lately? I haven't been blogging, unfortunately. We started a new podcast, but I haven't been blogging, so yeah. I just haven't had time much for that. Um, Jericho and I are working on some cool stuff. Uh, I don't know if he wants to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, speaking of the ThoughtCon <laughs> stuff, um, you know, what, what? besides your talk there, what about your talk in Columbia? Because I didn't uh, get a chance to see it, and I want to hear more about it. So essentially... Um, 
I kind of the whole sexy defense thing you guys got into last year. Yeah, all the the talk Ian gave it in Columbia was awesome, but that's for more of a mature organization. Yeah. All, probably about eighty percent of organizations aren't even close to doing any type of threat analysis. So uh, my take on it was actually building the security framework, and we've gone through. Um, Dennis Kunz and I have gone through and actually aligned a bunch of open source. Really? So, uh, do you have any of that released? Like, are you? Student. What's that? What? He's cut. He's cut. Sorry, out. you cut out. I cut out. Yeah. Is it better? What is now? Better now. That's weird. You said open source, and then it stopped. <laughs> Maybe maybe the um, open source demons got you. So we're building the framework according to you know I, I hate using the term best practices, but essentially doing the classification first and then building out your controls based on your assets, right? Most organizations suck at that, and forget about all the all the opponents, I guess, with SQL and all the crap that's going on. I think most organizations aren't even aren't even don't even know where their data is. So my focus on my presentation has pretty much been to first first building building your classification and then building out your program based on your classification, not just throwing blinky boxes at the pro, at the problem. Right. But, but uh, blinky boxes. My cool. talk was pretty much. <coughs> but didn't you have but some? Ryan? Oh, I said blinky boxes are cool, especially when they're blue blinky boxes. Yeah, because blinky LEDs do everything right. Only blue ones. Only blue ones. The other colors. Only blue ones. Yeah, the other colors don't count. Blue ones count. Well, the red ones sometimes count. No. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> no. No, they don't. <laughs> so, didn't you have yeah, some tech, too, with that? Uh, we, I did. I actually went into building a, building, a, building a PCI environment using, like, OpenVPN and OSSIM and going through some of that, going through some of, some of the active responses built into OSSIM. You lost me at A2M. So, for example, like... <coughs> he has a Tourette's mod turn on. Is there a toy I should be ordering? Is there a toy I should be ordering? No, it was just... <laughs> no, there was like the, the... Your Skype has like the Tourette's mod, so like in the middle of you talking, it goes blah, blah, blah. Really? And then yeah. it goes back to talking normally. It's, it's, I, I checked everything. It I actually don't want it to change. I think it's excellent. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah. So so I did a I did a short I did a short demo on how um, how to use open source tools to build out a PCI environment without spending tons of money on even any type of vendor vendor product implementation. Hmm. That's cool. Um, so as as part of that, like, are you like, do you have any things that people can go look up so they can see that? Yeah, so we built out. So cossp.net actually has some of the tools out out there. We are looking to put together how tos for all of the tools because we don't want to just throw blatant like here's the here's the here's the man pages or whatever. So like I'm actually going through and writing doing a doing a demo on how to use OSCC for active response. OSCC is kind of a, it's a free version of Tripwire. Obviously, for more of the, for the Fuck. more mature organizations. Yeah, it's funny. Is that what happened? No, you're you were fine. We were just we just decided to have Tourette's <laughs> over you. Um, I, I love it when yeah, people say it's, it's, it's a yellow, it's a free it's version of Tripwire. <laughs> Tripwire I, was always free when I was a fucking kid. Yeah, well, okay, I, fine, used to be. Fine. Whatever. No, well, I remember it's like a long time yeah. ago. It's a free version of Tripwire that runs outside that runs outside of Unix. It works. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it works out of the box. See, he just uh, said it. It works. It works. 
it actually works. It does what it's it supposed to. It should probably work. It's just you got retards installing it. Install it. I have a question. Yeah. Do you believe that people are more effective than tools in security vulnerability detection? Yes. Yes, because tools only cover known known vulnerabilities, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of the whole tool thing, obviously. Well, because I was reading this blog, and that was one of the topics in it. No, definitely. Tool, tools only cover maybe 30 to 40%, right? Stuff that already know about. Like, even looking at, and I've had this argument with other people, looking at, like, Nessus and OpenVest, they're only effective if you know what you're looking for, and they're only effective based on things that they know about, right? Right. Absolutely. Totally useless in most uh, instances, and and testers that just use Nessus, you know, you know how I feel about that. Oh, um, no, I don't. How do you feel about that? They're stupid. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one should defend uh, depend on one tool. But you know, if Nessus isn't cutting it for you, then you write your own plugins, or you know, and you contribute them back. Oh sure, but that's not a pen test, right? That's a vulnerability assessment. Yeah. I think, and that's where I think P-Test has obviously helped and still trying to help in, the, in one of these days. Hopefully this week I'm going to get to the proofreading of the uh, part that I, that I submitted for it. Yeah, man, I'm stoked, <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked that we're so, starting yeah. to move that project forward again, and I think um, uh, Adrian and all of them are doing a good job at, at starting to like manage it better so that we can Talking get Talking about P-Test? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only about yeah. 15 years late. Thanks. Yeah, well, well I had getting to, there, right? I, I had to like pretend to grow up for a little bit so deal with it um so so beyond the tools in security program there's other tools and security programs um that are not software (laughs) 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 and um yeah there's a lot of those yeah and and those sometimes those people have the same beliefs around that and and it seems like um you know before when uh, Jericho and I were talking a little bit about you know the policing with Corman and and Ryan. We we're we we're all talking about kind of the policing of content in the industry, and and I wanted to know some of your take on that because, you know, we we all were kind of putting down the the need for someone to be a little bit more policing of the shitty content that flows out there and and what it is and why it exists and, and I think that you've taken on some some new stuff doing a little bit of that with Jericho that you were talking about well it, it exists because there are people who listen to it right and we have all these tools in the industry who accept it right it's, so it's more perception than anything else we have a lot of people in on the defense side and senior leadership roles that just don't understand security and will buy anything that anybody says thanks to Gartner Forrester HP Magic Quadrant Magic Quadrant. Fuck the Magic Quadrant. Someone actually proposed yeah. that uh, attrition to a Magic Quadrant that categorizes companies that spew bullshit. <laughs> I'd be all over that. And if, that would I'd be, be all over that. Awesome. If I could find someone that knows like the stats and the math much better than I and drinks less, I would be down for that in a heartbeat. Drinks less. Well, I'm drinking less now, but not normally. Man, because errata makes me drink, to be honest. You know, it's the only way you can cope with the, the bullshit in the industry. I can't imagine you doing that sober. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's impossible. Uh, the good part, though, is that instead of me drinking, like, you know, $50 scotches and this real high-end tequila, 
Uh, Chris here got me into PIMS, $22 a bottle. So, yeah, now I now I can do a Rada for much cheaper. See? Yeah. He, can, to, he contributed. I'm here to help. Vodka works, too. Sponsor. Cheap vodka works, too. No, that does not work at all. So... On this on this topic of uh, not only tools but individuals and poor information, um, what have you two been working on? So, uh, so we've we've started to look at the history of Raf's postings and how quick he flip flops on almost every issue, and he really doesn't understand what he's talking about. Pretty much just spewing bullshit. Bunnies flip flop, real, right? Real, real quick disclaimer: we were both approached to contribute to this project, which. It's out there if you look for it, um, and if not, I, I they told me that it was going to be public in a few days. I don't know what that means, um, but yeah, I've contributed, I think, four and then a fifth last night. Fifth is the one that set me off. Uh, I was reading a blog where— And I know how your contribution works, so the reason that I'm interested in this is because <laughs> your contributions are rife with, uh, as we discussed before, a very distinct process. So I, yeah. I'm very interested in reading well, some of these things. Well, I mean, some of these are just... For my own opinion. Some of these are basically uh, no different than the rebuttals I write to anything else. Where right. the, It's basically blog, in my opinion. Um, one thing that's interesting, though, is that uh, it, the idea was they said everyone's going to be anonymous. You know, we want just facts there. We want people to judge it off that. And I said, no, you know, I'm going to attach my name to it. Um, so, yeah, the post that I wrote are pretty damn clear. It says Jericho Attrition. Um, but the one last night... Um, so Raf said, and this is a few years ago, but still, he said something to the effect of, yeah, so when I evaluated all of these open source medical software packages, they were just horrible. They were rife with issues or something. Mm-hmm. And so the one I wrote last night is basically put up or shut up uh, because I think you're a fucking idiot. Um, and basically <laughs> that is... doesn't sound like you at all. Oh, I know. And, <laughs> no. So basically, no. and this ties into OSVDB, man. I spend more time there than anyone... I am more familiar with medical vulnerabilities than almost anyone uh, as, far, as far as collecting them. I mean, not actually researching them. So, like, if you're familiar with Kevin Fu and his work, absolutely incredible. You know, Kevin did some real, real neat shit long before Barnaby Jack and these others did. Um, but one thing of interest is, you know, there's about 70 vulnerabilities in medical devices in OSVDB, and I don't see Raf's name attached to any of them. And so I'm wondering, and the, the put up or shut up thing is, you know, if he evaluated any of these products and found vulnerabilities, did he report them? Are they fixed? Show me a change log or an advisory where a vendor credits him, you know, because uh, I think he's talking out of his ass on this one. And, uh, you know, one of the things I said on Twitter last night, and it actually caught several people's attention, is I said, you know, th- this is the one thing that I'm more passionate about than errata. And they were like, wow, what the fuck is that? And I was like, well, it's vulnerabilities and databases and collecting information. You know, when it comes to the Vuln world, uh, VDB management is a real weird thing. Um, It takes a lot of patience. Uh, It takes a a lot of the same mindset uh, for errata if you're going to do it right. And Jake and I, we've been pressing for the evolution of vulnerability databases for a long time. Sorry to get off on this tangent, but, you know, Basically, if there's a vulnerability out there, the odds that I've read it are very high. You know, we process more vulnerabilities than any other database out there. Uh, we have anywhere up to 20,000 vulnerabilities that CVE doesn't. Uh, what does that tell you? You know, it means that, yeah, I've read a lot of vulnerabilities. 
I want Raft to uh, to prove that he evaluated any of these packages. I want to see any well, write-up. Maybe maybe he needs to just find what he means for evaluated. Well, right? I know, but here's the thing, though. In our world, in our language, evaluate means something pretty concrete. Yeah. He's not in our world. Well, no, he, he pretends to and be. I, and I don't know the context of this, but I can see plenty of situations where I could make that statement and I couldn't show you anything. No, but here's the difference, though, is if you say you evaluate something. So I walk into Best Buy, and I'm going to buy a movie. I evaluate people's security programs every day. I'm not going to fucking show you. Right, right. No, but the thing is, like, I I walk into a retail store. I'm buying a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I walked in, I noticed that they had the the gates. I know that they've got 18 cameras. Sure. I know they got this, and then they got one undercover loss prevention. Yeah, that's a casual evaluation. You know, that's different than evaluating software. And not only that, evaluating medical software. I mean, did the software company pay him for it? Because if they did, then he kind of can't tell you. Based on his job description, no, not at all. Based on my conversations with him, no, he hasn't done that kind of testing for a long time. I'm playing the devil's advocate. Because oh, I know. I know. I know where he worked. I mean, he was a fucking PC tech, and then at yeah. GE, and then and and the. Re- and, I, I know I know his entire work history because he worked with Eric. Yeah. So <laughs> like, so here's the thing, though, is, I mean, if it was under an NDA, he can say so, and then I'm going to go to that vendor and ask for any kind of, you know, clarification if I can. I'll follow it down, but I just – I think that he's not using the word evaluate, and the way that he words it in his blog comes across as, to me, very deceptive. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, yeah. So – and it's that deception that's what really pissed me off last night. We should have um – we should have Shadow look up his like actual uh, signature pay grade yeah, in, in HP because they have like the you know whatever professor level or whatever the fuck. What does an evangelist uh, it's, make? It's not professor. It's you know master, what I mean? Like master, master level. There's like a master level, and then there's a regular plebeian hmm. fucking grunt worker level. I wonder what it is. Wow, you guys really went through every single yeah but i mean if you know you ever did no 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 i mean it's like <laughs> all, all the ones that i'm looking at are in 2008 because i just went oh, to yeah, the yeah. start of his blog and i was like hey, i'm curious what he's written um yeah, I'm starting from the front back and i have a couple that i need to push up uh, i've been focusing more on all his byod and secbiz bullshit um and so we secbiz actually started because i called him out on a tweet what like two years ago and he's just talking out of his ass randomly yeah, so, I mean, the the gist of it, you can see there's other people contributing as well. Mm. Um, some of them you can kind of get an idea. Some of them kind of guess at. Uh, others, no fucking clue who's writing them. But that combination of them, that's what I really like. And, yeah, they're also soliciting for other people. You know, it's like if you've had a run-in or if he spewed bullshit, write it up. Tell us about it. Uh, and I, I guess the, the big gist is, you know, as an evangelist, you're really in a, a spotlight of sorts. And that's the mm. nature of your job. But... The evangelist isn't just about, oh, security this, security that. It has to be rational. It has to be someone that has experienced it that truly knows it. I don't want an evangelist that's been around for just a few years spewing bullshit to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, he led led security at GE. No, he didn't. According to him. That is... That is a hundred percent not true. See, and if he ever if he ever said that and it's documented somewhere, I want to see it. And then, yeah, I want someone from GE to say, yeah, that's not what happened, because it, it's that little buildup. I mean, it's the same thing with Arata. Is you take these little bricks and you start laying them out, and eventually you look up and you have this fucking huge wall of China in front of you. And that's kind of what I want to see to happen to more people. Uh, it's just a slow process and everything. 
But yeah, when these guys published the blog, like I said, mine are very distinct. I actually created a WordPress account, uh, Jericho Attrition, so that it's very clear when I write stuff and what I'm signing my name to. Um, I understand the anonymous thing, you know, and hey, if you want to submit something to Anon, cool. If you want to do it under your real name, even better. Nice. Yeah, so I might have to create an account then. Yeah. Yeah. Well... There's one more policing that needs to happen because God knows at least we got him to talk about Haiti and the abortion app. So we did our job. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that was that was still one of my favorite episodes. That to this day is the we episode went, that we I've went, listened to more than once. We went way over the edge on that one. Excuse, that was excuse me, sirs. I have hard. a question. Yeah. Mm. Does our fluffer also get us beer refills? Yeah. Hey, Fluffer, go get a beer. <laughs> this podcast rules. Is, is Snooze the Fluffer? We have a we have a new Fluffer. We we seem to go through Fluffers pretty quickly. This one is really good though. He's all he's not only he's a Fluffer. Like on he's not only a beer bitch, but he's also promoting us on Twitter. Yeah. He's all been, at the same time. He's he's, <laughs> he's working for it. Yeah. And at this rate, we're gonna have to pay him minimum wage. No, we'll just buy him a fucking auto Pizza. flow thing. And he's not just the president. <laughs> he's also a client. We'll buy him a flashlight. Fine. We'll buy him a little auto blow thing and he'll be good. Fine. You get him the auto blow. I'll get him a pizza. Win win. All right. Hmm. How about that? (sighs) So, what else fun is going on with you in your world? Anything? Um, Got a new podcast. Yeah. What's up with that? So the IST thing, not nothing against those guys. It's just schedules weren't working out, and I get kind of tired just reading day old news. So uh, we started Grumpy Sack. That's fucking hardcore. It just wasn't working out. Like everybody had weird schedules, and plus me being on the West Coast, I was still in the office doing it half the time, and just wasn't wasn't there anymore. So yeah. well, um, I mean, dude, we can barely pull off yearly, more or less, fucking daily. Yeah, so, but yours are more amusing. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna talk, say that. I'm just gonna say <laughs> we have a problem with fucking timing that we can't go through. Mm, we can't seem to get shit together. So at least you guys tried. Mm-hmm. We didn't even try. Yeah. We we like, you want to do this? Eh. <laughs> it was no, it was I, yeah. I like we should call show, we should call DJ PJ, and then it would be like, uh, do you want to have a drink? And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> okay, let's do that. And then that would then bye bye gone. Fucking see you later. If DJ PJ, oh, who's that? That's Scott Turbin. I bet. That's Santa. That's Santa. Oh, I'll bring Santa on. Do we have Scott and? Hey, Scott. Hold on. Morning. What's up, dude? Merry fucking Christmas. Hold on one second. Merry fucking Christmas. Just, just keep Boris in the back of the bus where he belongs. Well, we're trying to get a DJ DJ PJ is fucking on the decks. He's he's learning learning Skype. He's learning how Skype works. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, it's been a little rough. He's got the Tourette's mod too. Yeah. It's the new version of Skype. <laughs> it's a feature, goddammit. Mm-hmm. So things are going all right? It's sex feature. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, Boris is on too. Oh. Hey, Boris. What's up, Scott? Hey. Hey. Oh, lots of echo. So, so what's, uh, what's going on, Santa? <laughs> The naughty list. Oh, 
The naughty list, as usual. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite part of Christmas. Yeah. It's the only reason that we're yeah. recording a fucking nine-hour podcast. It's so that we can have a Santa Claus <laughs> naughty list. Mm-hmm. You guys are really doing a nine-hour podcast? I don't oh. know. I don't know, but Chris said nine hours, and DJ PJ just threw up a little bit. Yeah, we're going. We're going. <laughs> we're going until all the fucking booze upstairs is drank, and oh God. there's a lot left. Ryan and I have nice. Maker's Mark glasses that have the wax on the bottom. Yeah, these are really cool. <laughs> Cheers, by the way. Cheers. <laughs> Sir. Oh, it doesn't even make a noise. Because uh, it clears here. To you wait, wait. We gotta get the low, the low glass. Yeah, hold on. Low glass. There, there it is. Here. <laughs> um. So, oh, Santa, what? Tell me, tell me about your year. The naughty list. I want to hear about your year, because you have a uh. very unique year that 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 I just I have to know more about every single time. <laughs> well. This year has been just stellar when it comes to facepalming every day and dealing with all these fucktards. Excuse me, sir. Please don't hold back. Yeah, there's no cursing allowed on this podcast. (laughs) Simadonna. Simadonna. You can talk about auto blow, but you can't say the word fuck. (laughs) You know... I believe it was this guy actually introduced me to that whole uh, centipede thing. Yeah. Human centipede. Oh, yeah. I forget about that. You're welcome. Did you see the sequel? They probably introduced the guy that made the movie. Did did you see the human centipede, too? Because the first one just wasn't enough. Wait. Was the second one at least four or five people or something different? I don't know. Did you see the movie that he made after that one? That's that Serbian fucking Because he had to make a movie that was more hardcore than the Human Centipede that because Serbian he thought one, it didn't right? go far enough. It's called A Serbian Film. Yeah. You must watch this. This the most fucked up thing ever. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> so I've never seen the Human Centipede. Is that something I need to download? Um, you haven't seen the you Human know what? Centipede? You should download it and then we'll we'll specially encode it for you. Download it now. So that when you're using your your uh your sex toy, it'll it'll move for you. In Immediately with, download it'll, it'll, it. It'll, it'll, it'll move in accordance with the with the Human Centipede movie. I'm still oh. waiting for that SDK, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The real oh, touch. That's what it was. Real touch. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. Sorry for the interruption, Santa. We're fucking fouled out today. That's... Naughty list. Go ahead. Yeah. Have you have you been on a podcast since you released it? Scott. Fucking Skype. Hold on. Sorry, you're getting the auto-tune effect. Just <laughs> Wait, wait, pause. Pause. Dub- Stop. Dubstep. What? Okay. Right. Boris, we're going to call, call you back later after we get the naughty list from Santa. Okay. DJ PJ is operating off of a 28.8. You have to bear with him. We've, we've been trying to get the sponsor money for 56K. It just hasn't happened yet. If anyone would like to sponsor this fine, upstanding podcast. Family podcast. What was it that uh, what was it your boy's parents said about us? We're the Bill Hicks of InfoSec. <laughs> Apparently, our podcast is a family listening experience for him and his mom and dad. And because they're fucking awesome. Yeah, because my, they're awesome. They're fucking badasses. He actually sat there and he's like, yeah, you know, it was a little weird when I had to explain to my mom what fisting was. The funny part is my mom, she would listen to this and she would explain to your listeners what all that is. And she worked at a jail. You think she hasn't oh. heard all this shit? 
<laughs> giant, purple, <laughs> giant fucking purple ball. I just shit red on Ryan's <laughs> laptop. Sorry, I think I dropped there. Yeah, That's you okay. did. So, have you been on a podcast since you released your naughty list? Uh, last night we did the uh, cloak and swagger. Oh, nice. damn you! Awesome. Yeah, he's he's been doing. You've so, been, how's that going? By so, the way? give us a few of the list. It's up and down. Well, um, we had Highlights. John McAfee on there because <laughs> he's just crazy. Um, he's funny though. I mean, at least we yeah, had he, he Jeff had... Barden. So but... wait, to, for for people who who don't, we have to really think about this for a second. People oh, don't shit. actually read the some news at people, all. Some people some people don't read anything, right? <laughs> Like, including the toxicity of whatever it is that they're drinking because they're fucking retarded, which is the bulk of, you know, society. That's why we keep them alive and we have to pay fucking Medicare because old people should be dead or whatever. Um, but Soylent Grey. Um, yeah, so so why was John McAfee crazy? I mean, I thought the shit he was doing <laughs> was pretty normal. so seemed to me. And so normal. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to perfect bath salts. <laughs> You're running from the law because the law wants you. That's logical. Right. Well, it was um, – did you listen to the conversation he had over the phone with the Wired guy? No. About his uh, – he was evidently captured while outside of his swanky hotel somewhere by some elite ninja force from Belize and – they just sort of made him stand there for, I don't know, six hours as they watched him. That's, is you know, what they did. Didn't he get popped what? in Guatemala or something? Yeah. Yeah, he did, finally. Um, yeah. No, he, he had this incident where he was talking to the guy from Wired who was uh, writing, I guess it was going to be turned into a book or it was some big expose, and they decided to make it an e-book or whatever. But he had this conversation on the phone with him, and he recorded it all. And they put it up on Wired, and he's just like raving lunatic. I mean, obviously bath salts. And so he's talking about how these guys like came out of the out of the thin air and just stood there and and looked at him. They didn't say anything. It was like Men in Black. It was really bizarre. It's like Carton so, from South Park. Charlie's in the trees. <laughs> yeah. Like, swarm, swarm, swarm. So, yeah. So John John made the list just because he's he's crazy uh and now he's back here so did, did, i'm sure did, the crazy will continue so he's on the naughty um, list because he's crazy but but he's funny crazy yeah he's a, he's an entertaining crazy right yeah i mean not everybody is is completely just oh i know total he's crazy okay. he's crazy haha not crazy uh-oh. uh-oh i know but he's naughty because of that whole antivirus bullshit mm. there you go <laughs> blame him yeah because of his naughty parts yes which are installed on too many laptops worldwide. Mm-hmm. Who else was on there that was that's interesting or new, different? <coughs> different. Hmm. Well, let's I just go through the list. Strike. We don't need. Yeah. Uh oh. Through... Crowd strike. Yeah, I figured yeah. that. I figured that name would come up on this podcast today at some point. Yeah, I, I just I don't buy their line of bullshit uh, vaporware that they're they're going to do you know, hack back intelligence stuff. I, I watched them at Black Hat. They're very bad on stage, but, you know, I just don't agree with, if they want to do corporate intelligence work, be fucking quiet about it like the rest of them, like Kroll and everybody else. 
I think Stop that this. I think they need to figure out attribution first, and that alone will it? keep them out of our industry. Who is it? Who's the like Freeman or whatever the fuck the guys in Australia that pay everybody to fucking break into everything? Um, oh shit, what's their name? I can't remember. They're they're like the the secret view pen guys. Okay, it's, I don't know. It sounds like somebody's name. Oh, now I have to go look it up. God, yeah, now I'm curious. Yeah, I'll go look it up. Continue. My but yes, this actually ties into something Boris said. He's like, you know, most 80% of companies they're not in the position where they should be doing any kind of strike back or attribution because they can't even defend their networks to begin with. Right. So yeah, I mean, right. it's like, hey, I can't defend my network. I can't figure out what vulnerabilities we have. But hey, let me go blow a hundred thousand dollars on hacking back into this freaking computer and you know some bizarre place that oh hey we trace something back to it that must be them because no one's figured out how to bounce through a box before well and let's be let's be fair there's no guarantee you're actually attacking the person that's really attacking you well, i mean even if you trace it back to this isn't new this is something that they brought up fucking 10 years ago on on errata we used to have a section just dedicated to strike back because of how stupid it was and so yeah one of the things i brought up in the cyber war talk is even if you can trace it back to the keyboard, even if you can prove I'm sitting at the keyboard, what does that tell you? Right. Did, did I attack you? Sure, maybe I did. Who paid me? Oh, right. shit, now you don't have attribution anymore, you know? So, yeah, it's just, it's absurd. Yeah. I think, well, they're, they're flogging it a lot. So. Oh, oh, they're media whores. Of course they are. Yeah. So, it's just, I've, I've had a couple arguments with... Uh, Dimitri uh, on Twitter and I finally just blocked him. I was like, you know what? You're an asshole. Yeah, so, he, he didn't respond. How come Greeks are always shady? He didn't respond to my always, creative comments. shady shit. Look at their country. They can't help it. I know. They just have no money <laughs> and they don't all want that money work. They're just shady fucking people. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Fuck. There goes our Greek listener population. Yeah. <laughs> All 17 you can still afford bandwidth. I'm getting, I'm getting my Euro poisoned. Not like they can have, They're like, <laughs> yeah, right. They can't afford an iPod to listen to that podcast. Whatever, we'll, okay. call our, we'll call our friends in Germany and tell them to take away the money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no more sugar uh, daddy. It was, it was, a, it was a, a Greek who stole my icon, my the, the copyrighted piece of work that I did, and uh, was using it on his uh, LinkedIn page when I... I said, hey, uh, you mind? He's like, fuck you! And it just went off on me. I was like, oh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He finally took it down because I then turned around and talked to a bunch of people in Spook World and got everything about him. Because he said, oh, I'm a big deal. You know, I, I, I'm uh, in port security and mercenary stuff. And I checked up and he's like, like the, the, the D-level guy. You know, just he's a, a tape, bag. He's a tape monkey. <laughs> he, he is the goddamn mercenary of Cherry Creek Mall. You better respect him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I pretty much laid it out for him that I'd gotten all that information and, and gave it to him. And he went, whoop, and he made it disappear. So <laughs> Bye-bye. It's only just to piss me off, you know. <laughs> if I had just, if I had said, please, could you, and I did, I said, you know, please don't use it. It's copyright. It's mine. And he just came right back at me with, fuck you. And I was like, okay, that's it. It's on. Okay, you know, time to play. Let's do it. Remember this moment. Yeah. Okay, who else? So CrowdStrike, um, for anybody that doesn't know, can you explain what CrowdStrike's message is? CrowdStrike's message is that they want to be your huggy bear when it comes to uh, corporate intelligence work, but their big thing is 
they will hack back. You pay them, they will hack back on whoever hacked you and stole your IP. Um, they fail to understand, I guess, attribution. No, no, no. Uh, Trust me, they'll, they'll hack back. Attribution, that costs extra. <laughs> okay, well, I, I thought there was attribution involved, but obviously... Oh, God, no. Uh, but so they, these people, they, these people they, just go and shell up and do whatever to some company. So they're just, they're just, and very likely based off of the logs you provide them that came from the box that got hacked. That's awesome. brilliant. I love it. Oh man! Well, I mean, cool all, the, all it'll take is somebody to set something up to make it look like somebody hacked them. They go after that target, and it's all just and, a big. And then yeah, you trap. go seed the logs with your enemy. And then, yeah, CrowdStrike goes and hacks your enemy for you. Well, that's why you make a box that has every port proxying, and you dip that shit out at the fucking NSA. And you're like, oh, my God, this is the box that nailed me. And then they start fucking scanning it and doing all their douche shit, and the fucking <laughs> NSA goes and rips them up. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Have that. fun. Kick that shit out. Oh, that was the argument. Oh, <laughs> we're that was the argument we always had about it ten years ago. It was like, yeah, that's great till you make it look like the FBI attacked you, and you start attacking them because you're – automated attack back system just yep. fucking went batshit. It fucking adds the logs in. It's like, oh, here's the addresses. Put it through autopone. Bloop. Yeah, they, they've spent a lot of time on the website, too. Yeah. You don't have a malware problem. You had an adversary, adversary problem. Yeah. Uh, a stealth mode security startup. Hey, you have an adversary problem, uh, but we don't know who the fuck your adversary is. I'm liking these guys. Although, I have to give them props on one thing. Under their intelligence, and I'm just skimming through it, so maybe I missed it, but I don't see where they did the typical thing lately of, we provide futuristic, actionable intel, like, you know, predicting the future of, like, you're going to be attacked by Anonymous tomorrow. Which they don't say that. Most of the companies that do that is like, hey, we're going to go read all the Anonymous Twitter feeds, and we're going to warn you. you know they don't. That's a whole thing I I wrote about, you know, threat intelligence, Mm -hmm. and and the differences between just the the level of okay what applications are having zero days what's out there now and what you have in your environment as opposed to what they think they're doing which is intelligence quote unquote where they're you know they're spooks and they're not and it's quite a different thing reading it's like osn right you know it's it's osn it's you know, dealing with people, there's a lot more to it than just reading somebody's blog and saying, mm, they're evil. They're the ones after you. Um, so I don't know what they're doing. I know that they've got, what, two two or three guys who used to be FBI. Um, the main guy, the, 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 the mouthpiece, so to speak, was in the cyber intelligence group in the FBI. Because uh, One of their big guys came from Ernst & Young. Mm. Mm. You can trust that. Ah, mm. uh, and another yeah. McAfee guy. <laughs> What's up with all the yeah. Fun? yeah, George Kurtz, former chief technology officer and executive VP of McAfee. And oh, he was at wow. ENY before oh, that. Oh, former C- CEO of Foundstone. Suck, suck, suck. Suck, suck, suck. Co author of Hacking Spoons. So, moving, moving off of them, no, I, I open sourced the list this year, as you saw Mm -hmm. so uh, i put up that google uh list thing questionnaire and um the the next one i shall speak of you all will probably chuckle and i only gave him an honorable mention because i didn't want to crush his feelings but white rabbit rap uh, by by the way p.s i voted one time 
Mr. Lose, right. your conspiracy theories that I somehow hacked the vote to get your name on there <coughs> is a load of shit. No, it, you know, he came up a lot in there, and it took me a while to really decide even to put him in because I had to, you know, really kind of uh, look at what he's been saying and talk to him a little bit. And then there was one day he said that he thought Jester was a great guy doing a bang up job and I, I just replied you have no fucking clue what you're talking about block one of the uh, I, I don't think you're on I don't know if you're listening but yeah one of the blog pieces I wrote was actually a rebuttal to uh, his cyber war blog and one of the things that he was auto tweeting like a dozen times is have you read the Talon manual and the blog post that I wrote is titled yes I have have you uh, because he only shows that he got to page 26 out of 200 or so. Um, you know, he didn't even get to page 92 or so where they actually define what a cyber attack is. But, um, right. yeah, that, that's going to be another fun one. Yeah, so he made it in, honorable mention. I just wanted him to know that he shouldn't talk about things he doesn't know about. Oh, we just uh, spent 25 minutes talking about that. Yeah, and... Oh, really? Literally. And, and I, <laughs> Yeah, Boris, Boris kind of went a little... A little off on that, and me too. I mean, because, and, and part, we talked about the blog dedicated to his follies, right? And part of that is because there's several of us that have actually sat down with him in person and said, "Hey, look, you seem like a good guy, but you're kind of, you know, ruffling some feathers here. You know, step kind back of, and just kind of debagging it up. Yeah, consider stuff." Where's and he didn't get any better. It's okay. So, well, you know, he he also gets he he gets some. Um, upset easily you know yes and then runs away he, he says things and then he runs away and you know if you're gonna if you're gonna fucking start shit then finish it right exactly like if you want to go to that place please go to that place but stay <laughs> for more than a minute yeah, yeah. Try, right you know yeah. try the prime so. rib it's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i actually i had to you know i i I didn't actually block him. I just removed him before. And uh, after the events in Newtown, um, it was like, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday, he and a few other people were talking about, oh, I'm going to have to get all my gun parts and, you know, all this because of the ban. And I was just like, you know, stop stroking your penis and shut the fuck up right now. He's He's been and, talking about his new gun a lot lately. And actually, yeah, I... I I, I used to follow him, and I, I finally unfollowed him when we got into yet another DM argument, and uh, he started quoting the Bible at me, and that was my, my yeah, that was my tipping point. Oh, he's he's a hardcore yeah. right Christian Republican, like you wouldn't believe if you read. When did the Christian yeah. part come yeah, play? He's, he's oh, a long time ago. I mean, it, so I I blocked him at that point. Yeah, like and then it was over. Yeah, and when he started quoting scripture, I quoted scripture back and then there. unfollowed. Oh, God damn it! What? The internet keeps flaking, and Ryan just left quickly. Where did he go? I don't know. What? I don't. I don't understand. He why. checked. Like he checked his phone, like he got an emergency text, and then, bam! He basically runs out of here. PJ, what the fuck's up with the power? Please do the wire. Please do the What the fuck? What the fuck? I see trees of green. Red roses too I see them blue 
Wonderful. 